the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. Welcome to this week's edition of Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio, right on time, Hoff Daddy. I know what you're talking about. I'm right on time. <laughs> no, I was not on CP time. I've been here. I got here an hour ago. You know, I, was, I don't know if any of you guys watched the interview that Charlemagne the God had with Larry Elder, the sage of South Central, the black face of white supremacy. I want to kick off this show with some of that interview. And I want you to see, and, and, and we're going to discuss a problem that I see with a lot of black people. If you don't get in line or if you think differently than them of some of the things that they will say to you, listen to what well, you won't be able to, the one word is going to be beeped out. But listen to Charlemagne the God and, and, and tell me how you think Larry Elder held, held himself. Here it is. Have you ever heard of the term a wake-up call? No. It is an incident where a person of color forgets that they are of color and are reminded rather brutally by an unexpected act of racism. Oh, Have you brother. ever had any of those? Oh, brother. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Wealthy kids. Just asking. I'm just, you think you've ever Well, I'm, I'm acutely aware, Charlemagne, that I'm a black person, just as you are a black person. And when uh, Joe Biden insulted you by saying, mm -hmm. you ain't really black, we don't know whether or not you want to vote for me or vote for Donald Trump, uh, it seems to me that should have been a wake-up call on your part. How dare this guy come in here and insult you, a black man, and tell you you got to think a certain kind of way. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. I'm amazed that you weren't mad about that. I have a white guy come in here who also said, by the way, uh, uh, about Mitt Romney, um, uh, uh, because he didn't want to put more regulations on Wall Street, going to put y'all back in chains. And Joe Biden has lied for decades about his civil rights record, claiming that he desegregated movie theaters and restaurants in, in Wilmington, Delaware, when he didn't, any, didn't do any of that. He lied and said that he tried to visit Nelson Mandela during apartheid South Africa. He did not. And he came in here and told you you aren't even black and let you think a certain kind of way. It seemed to me that should have been a wake-up call for you, but it wasn't. I can't believe Larry Elder retorted or responded with the and we're right back at them. But see, the, listen, let, let me explain something. Because there's a group of people out there who believe that some have said, you know, I shouldn't have black in the name of this show. 
because I don't focus in on black issues or I don't talk, talk enough about black issues. You, 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 as my listeners, you listen to this show, you know what I do. That thinking that Charlemagne has a wake up call, the N word wake up call. Have you ever had that when you basically you, you have to have an incident or something that has had to, you've had to go through something with basically what he's saying is white people. And then you wake up and say, Whoa, I am black after all that type of thinking. So they can have their, their belief systems. They can think how they want to think, but don't let people like myself, the troublemaker, the Bishop of truth. Don't let people like Charles love. Don't let these type of people have their own thought process because you need that wake up call. No, we, the reason why we're on this side is because we've already had that wake up call. Look throughout cities across America. What has changed about any of these cities? Nothing. For some, they've gotten worse. Because you want to think you're being funny by saying black people who think differently or who think center right need a wake up call because you ain't really black. But he had a man who had the audacity to come into the studio and say, well, oh, it was due video, that if you don't know if you want to vote for me, then you ain't black. A man with a history of all these racial criticisms of black people. Black people not smart enough to use laptops, use the Internet. This is what I believe. This is who Black and Right and John Anthony. This is D1 is a Christian rap artist. He put it in the words that was just perfectly. He, they, they were perfectly said. Listen to D1. The Bible does not make room for ratchetness and righteousness. Mm. But black culture does. And hip hop culture does. It makes room to be ratchet and righteous. There's literally a popular. I, I saw Christians <laughs> posting about that stuff. I'm righteous and ratchet. Man, well, forget y'all. We ain't on the same team because I'm real righteous and relevant. You heard me? That's what I am. I'm not righteous and ratchet. Like, what are y'all talking about? But black culture, I'm not pro-black more than I'm pro-God. Boom. Mm. And I don't care what black people think. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Am yeah. I black? Am I proud to be black? Boom. Yes. But I'm not pro-black more than I'm pro-God, man. Because being pro-black will allow for a bunch of foolish, ratchet behavior that in the name of blackness, we all celebrate it. And I don't care about none of y'all who, who upset about that. I don't. You can, you, can, you can, listen, know your lane. You drive in your lane. I'm in my lane. I know where I'm headed. If you feel like that's what you want to do, Get in that lane. But as far as black and right, we're waking up everybody. We're not just trying to wake up black people. We're waking up anybody that has been sleepwalking. You think you woke, but you've been sleepwalking for too long. And you've had political parties take advantage of you. I'm not letting that happen with me. Troublemaker, I'm sorry. I had to get on that, that soapbox because how idiotic is that statement? Well, let's 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 go. Let me go back to Larry Elder because you had me there. Okay, I think that's how you do it. Yeah. When they play the race card, you play the race card right back at him. He didn't do what aboutism. No, he played right into Charlemagne's hand and beat him. 
at his own game. And I got to give Charlemagne credit because he shut up and he listened. And he does that with everybody. I got to give him credit as an interviewer. Even if he doesn't agree with you, he will listen to you. See, I don't get that respect when I debate people on progressive radio. They talk over me or they stop me in midpoint. Uh-huh. And it, it, if if it was you or Dan Prof or anybody else on this radio station, they'd have walked out the studio. Right. But you know, I, I fight that fight. But I gotta, I I gotta give Larry Elder his credit. And you talking about, uh, you didn't believe he was going to respond like that. No, the N word, I didn't. <laughs> Why not? Why not? And, He's and, running for president. So, hey, you got to do something to to get the people to listen. Yeah. And I like that. I like that. He he goes back just as hard as he got. And I'm going to tell you what it comes down to for me. Individualism, group thought. And, I, John, we haven't talked in a week, and everything you're saying is what I'm going to do in the third hour. Yeah. This is individualism, group thought. If you don't, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Right. Th- that's part of a group. If you don't think this way, you're not black. So you're not part of the group. You're an individual. I'm an individual. You mentioned Charles Love, Stephanie Trussell. Yeah. We're, we're individuals. All of us. All of us. We, and, and we fight for the same thing, the same agenda, right. to be free. But, but Vilan, you know, it, it really, it doesn't irk me. I just, I, you, you just see the stupidity in their, in their own minds and how they think when they, when they believe that just because you don't speak or say what they speak or say that you're part of an, you're partly an enemy to them. Well, guess what? If you want to be pro, you don't get the, you don't, why the heck would you have black in your, in the name of your radio show? Um, because I'm black (laughs) and I'm right. That that's a play. I want people, you know how many, you know how many black people listen to this show? You know how many white people, you know how many people listen to this show? Some everybody, everybody, you know why? Because we open up a, 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 a this this has been a place where people can 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 talk openly and not get judged on how they feel or think about politics, race, and culture. That's what it should be about. The reason why you you got so many of these people so afraid to speak their their truth. They're so afraid. Well, we've opened up an avenue for people to come and and, and express how they feel. What's wrong with that? Nothing. I know my like I get. I gotta go back to this. You're driving out of the, you. Dri- you just. We both just drove here. Yeah. Imagine if you just abruptly went into another lane with an oncoming vehicle. What's gonna happen? Well, it's gonna be an accident. Oh, uh, it could be. It could be bad. It could be. And and how many more people are gonna be affected by it? Hmm. See, I understand that, and that's why I stay in my lane. When I when I when I feel like I want to switch lanes, guess what I do? I turn on the signal, and I switch lanes. Give us a call, 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600. Let us know how you feel about that. Do we do Does, does people like Larry Elder and Villan and myself, do we really need wake-up calls? The N-word wake-up calls because we're not black enough? Because we don't toe the line? You listen in the black and right. We'll be right back. You feel the light, the thunder, you this is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker, Villan. Um, so th- this interview with Larry Elder continued. Um, was slavery, slavery self-inflicted? Listen to this, this, listen to this back and forth. 
Do you think slavery was self-inflicted? Or do you think Jim Crow segregation was self-inflicted? Or do you think, you know... Slavery was self-inflicted. Self-inflicted. Of course, it wasn't self-inflicted, but but uh, with, with there are a lot of there, a lot of people have bloody hands in slavery. Mm-hmm. For example, slavery could not have existed had it not been for African chieftains who were selling black slaves captured Legal man uh, in battle or captured through raids and selling them to European and Arab slavers. It could not have could not have existed without that. So everybody has dirty hands here. That's why reparations is such a foolish thing. If you're going to get reparations from the five percent or so of white people that have some sort of generational connection to slavery and that's all there is, then you need to go back to Africa uh, and get money from African countries uh, that were involved in the slave trade and, the, and in the Arab slave trade. And by the way, the Arab slave trade was even worse than European slave trade. 90% rate of attrition, often making men and women walk on barefoot across the Sahara, and the men were castrated. Uh, only about okay, five. So, 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 so if Here they go, go after the money from the other countries, then would you agree that it would be okay to go after the money from America? Is that your problem? When are you going to stop with this? Everybody has no, a grievance. I'm answering your question. There will be no end to this because slavery has okay, been part of human history it's from a, the very beginning. Okay, we'll be now, money. I've let you talk, sir. I've let you Uh-oh. talk. And every time I talk, you begin to talk and then you say, let you finish. So I asked you a very simple question. You said, if you're going to go after it in America, go after it in Africa. So if we all agree to go after it in Africa, will you then agree to go after it in America? It's just a simple question. No, yes no, 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 I won't because it's a waste of time. We ought to be spending our okay, time no on, on education. Okay, you, okay, okay. You well, told me that, that I cut you off. Then I try to answer your question. You won't let me finish. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Larry. Thank you. It's a waste of time. We ought to be talking about working hard, investing in ourselves. Right now is we speak, they're Haitians uh, in Haiti lining up for a lottery to come into this country. Why? Because it is the land of the free and the home of the brave. You can go from nothing to something faster in America uh, than any other country in all of human history. We ought to be talking about that. Let me just, one more point. 1997, Time Magazine and CNN hooked up together to do a poll on what black teenagers and white teenagers felt about racism. Mm-hmm. And both of them were asked, is racism a major problem in America? Both of them said yes. But then Time and CNN asked this question of the, of the black teenagers. Is racism a big problem, a small problem, or no problem in your own daily life? This is 1997. 89% of them said small problem or no problem in my own daily life. In fact, twice as many blacks said failure to take advantage of available opportunities is a bigger problem than racism. Tell me. This goes back to my disagreement mm-hmm. with Dan Prof. Because he talks about white suburban women being the worst. No. <laughs> it's black, progressive, leftist women. Uh-oh. Did you see? Listen. I've had my trials with black progressive women. Candace Castillo won't let me talk for 60 seconds when I was talking to the now mayor. It used to be his show. And now he's mayor. They gave her the show. She won't even she won't even take my call. Tressa McDonald banned me from the family meeting, paid Eric Grant more money to keep me off the show. These black progressive women are horrible. Horrid. Not all of them. Man, let me tell you something. They they get heated just that quick. Just that quick, they get emotional. <laughs> just like she did. The man was trying to talk. You see Charlemagne, shut up. Yeah. He listened. Yeah. He wants her, he he has him there for an interview. Yeah. A presidential candidate. He wants to hear what he has to say. That's right. Oh girl don't want to hear nothing. No. You see yeah. what I'm saying? They yeah. they are the worst. They're so, the worst. I'm sorry. And I want to make one other point that I didn't make last time. Go ahead. Um the N word wake up call, you mean to tell me you have an incident with one white person that may be racist or whatever right. you got into it about that describes all white people. Yeah. That's the wake up call. You got into it with one white person. Well, well the wake up call is um, basically thinking that you live in a world where there is no racism. And then you realize that there's an incident that happens 
and you're like, whoa, the light goes off. Oh, there is racism in this country. And that's Systemic gonna, racism. And that's going to make that's gonna make you mad at all white people? That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. You know, it goes on. Um, we had to cut it off because that clip of me was almost seven minutes. Uh, there was Then we went in, um, that, that actually clip that I had, it, you see Charlemagne basically agreeing with people about Trump, about, you know, uh, things of that that's basically center right. And so it's like he plays wherever crowd he's in, if that makes any sense. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Jim from Chicago. What's up, buddy? You're, um, um, Je- so are you voting for, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Are you voting for Robert L. Peters or are you voting for Joe Biden for president? Yeah, that's, yeah, a lot of people haven't either. That's Joe Biden's pseudonym name. Mm. Mm. Oh, is it, is it? Well, you know, this, this debate on Wednesday is going to be interesting because I think Trump will pick, I think the two favorites have to be, Tim Scott and Nikki Haley, because everybody else is eliminated in process of elimination. Yeah. One's a Hindu. The other one, he's not going to pick DeSantis. He's not going to pick uh, Christie, that's for sure. He's not going to pick Pence, because he still has rope burns around his neck. And he can't, oh. you know. Wow. But but anyway, but it should be interesting. I think he's Tim Scott's the favorite. What do you guys think? Oh, no, I, I uh, said that. After Vivette, I said Tim Scott. It's going to be somebody. Yeah. It's going to be somebody that's not running. Watch what? if Trump Trump when when Trump wins the nomination, it will not be any of those names listed un, unless it's probably Ron DeSantis. But Ron DeSantis just heard himself was called. What did he call Trump supporters? Listless souls or something? Oh, I, I haven't heard. I haven't yeah. heard. Yeah. But you know who I did think that he? He's supposed to defend Trump on this day. He's got his marching orders. He's not going <laughs> to. He's not going to defend Trump. But you know who I think that he may pick, and who? people are saying maybe, maybe not. What's the what's the lady's name? I came uh, oh, from Arizona. From, oh, Carrie, no, 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 Carrie no, Lake. No, oh, that's you don't bad. think so? That's bad. That's a bad pick. Yes, listless vessels is what DeSantis called Trump supporters. Well, <laughs> with deplorable deplorables with listless vessels. Um, that was a dumb remark by him, and, and wow. he's gonna he's gonna pay for that. Wow. Uh, let's go to Robert from Bloomingdale. Robert, welcome back to Black and Right. Oh, cream puff, cream puff. You're really getting to me here, buddy. <laughs> Your buddy Biden's going to lose in 2024. I mean, Trump's running away with this nomination. I think the vice presidential candidate, if, if I think, first of all, that um, DeSantis should step down and say publicly he's going to back President Trump for president. And if he doesn't, I think it's going to be Ted Cruz or Marjorie Taylor Greene or... The, the senator from Ohio, uh, Ron Paul. What do you think? Yeah. Do you think that would be smart for one from of Kentucky. the from one for one of the greatest fighters in the Senate to give up his seat for a four year term? I don't think that would be smart. I think we need Ted Cruz as a senator. You know, somebody no, we need him in the Supreme Court. Well, yeah, I think I think he's going to be. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you guys off. I think he'll be a Senate majority. You watch. I predict, I said to my wife, don't be surprised if McConnell steps down and Ted Cruz becomes, uh, hopefully, the next Senate majority leader. What do you think? You know, I don't think so. Yeah, he's the one out of votes. Every time you try to choose a true conservative to head the the House or to head the Senate, they don't get the votes. They need somebody that can kind of thread the needle. Like I told uh, 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 John for forever, uh, McCarthy was going to get that seat because he's that in the middle guy, hey. just like Boehner and the other one, all yeah. of them the same. Thanks so much for calling us, Robert. Don't forget Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. Okay, I'm I'm telling you, don't 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 don't. See, I personally, I 
I think Trump needs a steady hand behind him. I, I love Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think she's, I think the best of her. I love Carrie Lake. I think the best of us, but I think he needs a steady hand behind him uh, and somebody that's conservative and, 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 and will continue the America first agenda. Um, I, yeah, I just don't see um, those. I mean, can you imagine? Uh, a, I mean, I would love it. I mean, <laughs> the media would love it. <laughs> yeah, right. Of <laughs> the, course. Two fireballs. They, they, talk, they have oh. news for days. They won't run out of material. Oh my God. No, it has to be Tim Scott. Then if you, if you're saying it that oh, way, no. it has to be Tim Scott. No. He's a steady hand. Yeah, and he's conservative. He, I, he's just like Mike Pence, only he's black. I don't think Tim Scott's ready. You don't think he's no, ready? No, mm. no. And I don't. I don't care that he's black. That don't bother me. Yeah. It'll offset Kamala. Yeah. Uh, really? You, 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 he bro. would. He would kill her in a debate. Yeah, he would definitely destroy. I mean, uh, Mike Pence destroyed her in debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing, guess what? Who he who can wield the heaviest hammer when it comes to um, what's what do they call it um, ballot harvesting <laughs> yeah. and getting the vote out? Right. That's who wins. Doesn't matter who you who he picks as SVP. Will Trump be willing to do uh, what no where, where where basically Republicans dare not to go ballot harvesting? Will he will he go out and do that? Is he's willing? Is he? And I you know I, I keep hearing people say Trump's not telling the plan. Trump I wouldn't tell the plan either. Don't tell the plan. Don't tell the plan of what you want to go out there and do. You know, you know, sprinkle it out here and there. But I hope he has a I hope he has a robust plan throughout all 50 states to um, because if you still believe Joe Biden got 81 million dollars, yeah, I, I, I have a, a, a beachfront property right in Joliet for you. I got it for you for 20 million dollars if you want it. Uh, the phone lines are blowing up. Guys, hold the lines. We'll take your calls when we get back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Switch your, switch your attitude. Go and level up yourself. That Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Troublemaker, and you're causing trouble, Troublemaker. Yes, sir. Look, beady eyes. My boy Lucas on the phone. I, bro, I can see. I'm just saying. I, I you haven't heard from Lucas in a long time. I get it, but we got, remember, there are people been holding longer than Lucas. Hold okay. on. I'll All get right. to Lucas. Right. Uh, Mitchell from Displains. What's up, brother? Hey, guys. Um, first of all, you know, John and Verlon, I find it really insulting that people will not give you the opportunity to explore your individualism. In other words, you should just tow the company line, John. Yeah. So I totally get your angst. In Verlon, do you remember when you used to call Dick K show on WCPT? Yeah. And once he started doing the narrative that you were going to go along with, you know, be it Black, Miles, uh, Black Lives Matter and all this ridiculous what I call manufacturing consent, they would flip out. Yeah. They flip out if someone happens to be black and you know what? They happen to be, you know, uh, not a Democrat. Like, let me put it this way, John. Yeah. In the 2020 primary of the president, you know, the, the Democratic primary, when I saw Beto O'Rourke, okay, and I was, you know, I'm pretty much, I'm an independent, but I, you know, I obviously have right, you know, feelings about a lot of things. Right. Right. I, I was just gave him the benefit of the doubt. And when I listened to him speak during the debates, I said to myself, this guy will be working at a carnival guessing your weight if he did not have his wife's money. And they blew billions because this guy was the most vapid-minded idiot that, that loses on elections, right? But I'm supposed to boy for him because I happen to be white? 
I mean, this is the kind of bizarre logic that Verlon and John, that I, I totally get it. And it I think it's <laughs> insulting. It is the biggest insult to you or when you come yeah. across these what I call low-level neophytes because they can't – let me leave you this note. Leave you on this note. What's the difference between groupthink and stereotypes, John and Verlon? Mm, good point. Yeah. Nothing. That's Absolutely a good point. nothing. That's a good the point. content of your character is the content of your character, yeah. Daddy O. Yeah. Do you hear what I'm saying? We hear what you're saying, Daddy O. Thanks so much, Mitchell. Let's you know what? Let's go to is it Glenna? Glenna. Yeah. Welcome to Black and Right. Oh, you know, I I don't have a radio that works in my house, but I do have one that works in my car. And I try to always go out on Saturday and listen to your show because I really love it. And Thank I'm you. Just listening to it now and um I'm a big, 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 big Trump supporter. I have Trump's hat on now. I have so do I. some things all over my car and everything. And uh, my my pick, and I really truly think that this is who he should pick, is Carrie Lake. Mm. She's pretty. She's smart. She's just a so personable. And I think she's a very honest person. And I really seriously think it would be a good thing for him to pick her. Yeah. If, you know, if, I, I, I think I, when you look at how people will look at that pick, um, what qualifies and I and I, listen, I know I know the qualifications of BVP and that's all that should matter. But I think people will look, especially when you look at everything Joe Biden has broken. Should something happen to Trump? You think do you think she would be the one that Americans would feel comfortable with um, leading the country? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. She's huh? very, very, very smart. I've listened to her a lot. She's very smart. Yeah. And, um, you know, Joe Biden, I can't even tell you how much he ruins my day. Oh. <laughs> I can't even stand him. I can't stand him. Hey, Glenna, thanks so much for, for listening. Um, you also know we're on uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Rumble as well. Or you can go to oh. 560com and, and listen to us as well. Okay, well, I like your little controversial get-together. I hope you come on the boat cruise. I got the boat cruise September 9th. Hopefully you can make that. At the five, where, I live. I live in Wisconsin. Where are you? Oh, we're going to be on Lake Michigan. Um, uh, just head over to five sixty answer dot com slash cruise, and it'll have all the information you need. We we have a great time there every year. This is our fourth year. Oh, that yeah. sounds like fun. I will yeah. check it out. All right, thank Thanks you so much. Let me give you my opinion on yeah. Carrie Lake. Hey, no, anytime. Call anytime to give your opinion. Uh, let's go to Lucas from my town, Joliet, Joliet. <laughs> Hey, I hate to ruin your birthday or your day, but uh, I actually finally made the move. I'm calling in from Southern Indiana, oh, so yeah. I was uh, hankering for some conservative talk radio. So I'm on the app. Okay. So I was listening for you, to you guys. So, but uh, I appreciate you guys uh, answering my call. No problem. I now live in uh, Evansville, Indiana. So just letting you know, we got another place to go hang out, Villain. That's what it sounds like. Oh, that's my boy. Hey, Lucas, when are you taking me back to the when are you taking me back to the gun range? I we you know I should come back to Chicago just to make you happy. I would do that for you. <laughs> no, we go to Indiana. It's easy. It's gun ranges in Indiana, right? It's easier to get in too. Yeah, I'll, I'll come five and a half hours for you, Verlon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lucas, we got a minute. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We got a minute. Hey, no, no. I just want to make a quick comment. You know, I've been watching what's going on with Trump. You know, they got all these charges, and and you know, I just saw there was a mishap in the filings. But my point was going to be that the Democrats are going to throw so much at Trump to keep his hands tied yep. for the next coming year. So what I'm going to make a personal goal uh, to make this hashtag go viral right in Trump in 2024. Mm -hmm. I want everybody to write Trump in if he's not the Republican nominee because, you know, he's going up against DeSantis and he's a, he's a sharp fellow. But I don't think they're on the same team. But I yeah. want. 
to let people know to write in Trump on your ballot in 2024. That's hey, Trump the president. Lucas, I'm a fan of Trump the character. Lucas, I don't think we're going to have to do that. Trump will be the nominee. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, 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 that's just... Trump will be the nominee. Thanks so much, Lucas. And enjoy your time in Indiana. We got to stop down there, Philon. Oh, for sure. Uh, hey, Bishop of Truth, come back. We can't find you. Where are you? Come back. And call in the line so we'll know you're here and we can run down and, and open up the door for you. Um, Jim Eduardo and Tom, hold the line. You're listening to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and the man of the hour on CP time, the Bishop of Truth, Cesar LaFleur. Hey, man, what's up? Uh, did you get lost? Look, I had a friend of mine who stayed away from home about three days. Uh-huh. When he went back, his keys wouldn't work. Well, and so he asked me, he said, man, what do you think that means? <laughs> I think it means you might not be welcome anymore. Well, you know, you haven't been here in a while. You gave up on us. I went to the front door. I no. was on time. No, I'm talking about you gave up on coming on the no, you, He's given up on coming on the show. You, you realize, he, what, it's been almost a year now? No, it hasn't been no year. Oh, but I'm, you guys, have, you got too big for I'm me. lying. Yeah, yeah. You know, my father used to pull that on me, so you calling me a lie? <laughs> no, but that ain't the truth. I've been mentioning your name. Yeah. Well, have you really? That. Yes. Yeah. Is that why people been throwing rocks at me? I don't know. <laughs> and you know that's you, why your car got, your window got that's busted. That's why my window got busted. <laughs> it might have been, been Phil from Blue Island. Uh-oh. Because he going to want to talk to you. Phil, I don't, you know, Phil and I, I don't even know Phil. So yeah. Don't, wait, stir, wait, don't stir up that dish. Wait, the number one question that I have to first post to the yes. bishop, have you bought your Boku's ticket yet? Ooh. You know what? My uh, sister oh, was just yeah, mentioning yeah, that yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we will have those boat cruise tickets this week. You see that? You see that? I That's all it. you have to do. I, I heard the it. list. I, I got the list of who all bought and who hasn't bought But yet. you're going to see my name on the That's list. That's a lot of my friends who said, hey, I'm going to be there, that I have not seen their name pop up on that list. But you know what? I hesitated because I watched the episode of Gilligan's Island. <laughs> So, what? That's yeah, so what I thought. I said, wait a minute. There are no rafters on it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, we don't go out too deep. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we stay along. Though. We, we t- take a tour of Chicago, you know. So it's, uh, we go into the playpen they hate because normally he has his Trump fax line. <laughs> yeah, they, they always we get the signify, finger. yeah. We get the middle finger and all that type of stuff. <laughs> Speaking of, Eduardo, Eduardo's been on that boat cruise. Tom, hold the line. I'll take you right after Eduardo. Eduardo, what's up, Tampa Bay, man? I saw your name on the list. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely. I got the Frisbee, and uh, I'm sure Berlin's going to bring the grill. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I got to tell you, this is a, an important story that's going to be coming up down the road. Uh, Panama Canal, by the way, because you're not going to hear this from the media, is now owned by the Chinese Liberation Army. Well, they're what? complaining because of the low, le- low level of water. You got a parking lot of 200 ships. So there goes Ooh, the uh, inflation. <laughs> um, yep. That was and, close, uh, Eduardo. <laughs> I thought you said yeah, the other word there. thought you did a Ricky. We're going to 8% on the mortgage rate interest. That's coming up. Um, and Jim. Jim, you're from Chicago. What do you think about that ceasefire? Let's not shoot during the day in Rogers Park. Oh, yeah. Real great idea. Just like Dan Proud was saying. From 9 to 9. <laughs> yeah. God. Okay. 9 o'clock, y'all can uh, shoot. You can shoot at 9 o'clock. 9 on 1. You can 9 on 1. There you go. 
Yeah, that's, a, that's a worse curfew than the streetlights. It used <laughs> to be being by the streetlights. <laughs> Man, can, can you? I can't believe it. Yeah. They I can cannot say, believe that. They yeah. can say it and get away with it like, yeah. it, like it's a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, why don't, I look forward to seeing you on the boat cruise, brother. All right. You guys have a good week. Right, you too, Thank bro. you. Let's go to Tom from Cherryville. Tom, welcome back to Black and Right. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, I was going to bring up uh, uh, Larry Elder. He's not going to be on that debate stage, but he should yeah. be because yeah. nobody can debate like him. He, on the conservative side, I've, I have heard him debate progressives and he just slices and dices them like you wouldn't believe oh yeah when he ran for governor i mean those debates man he i think they have one didn't they have one debate i think so yeah so you remember this guy dave rubin you know was very so he said that larry elder beat him down with facts yeah he with just the facts the facts every liberal argument that he had elder just put the facts on him right and he just beat him down and I appreciate a person who can be changed right. by the facts because you deal with a lot of emotional mm-hmm. people. It doesn't matter how many don't. facts that you no. give them. Correct. It's just saying, I'm, you know, I'm just stuck right here. I ain't going nowhere. I That's just true. dealt with that for a week with my daughter. Hey, hey Tom, mm-hmm. Tom, oh, mm-hmm. Tom, um, you notice so many of these people moving down in your neck of the woods in Indiana. What's up with that? I don't know, but they need to change their license plate <laughs> to Indiana. If you're going to live here, get an Indiana plate for your car. Yeah. Milan, do you have an Indiana plate? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So do uh, I. When I've been here 12 years. I, me too. I did that right away. Yeah. Well, I didn't do it right away. I wanted because I'm in Gary. I don't know where you at. You I had to, illegal. I had to let the, the thugs in Gary know, look, I'm from Chicago. We don't play around. <laughs> oh, so I left my plates on there for two years to let them oh. know. And I drove all around the neighborhood. I'm from Chicago, dude. You don't want no smoke. Oh boy! All right, then I changed well, I my plan. Verlon, Verlon, you're a good man, but you're a, you're a tough guy too. Oh, you don't know. Nobody you. should I'm, mess with you. Yeah, I'm that from, taffy apple head. Thanks so much, Tom. Oh god, that's gonna Appreciate stick. Call, that's gonna stick. That that sounds like um, to me like wolf tickets. <laughs> Bishop, I want I want to play this because, and then mm-hmm. when we come back from the break, I want to get your take on. Yes, sir. It. I don't know if you were listening and in, in the car on your way yeah, in. I hope you were, but I want you to hear this real quick, and then when we come back from break, I want to hear your take on. it. Have you ever heard? term a wake up call mm-hmm. no it is an incident where a person of color forgets that they are of color and are reminded rather brutally by an unexpected act of racism oh, have you brother. ever had any of oh, those brother poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids wealthy kids just asking i'm just you think you've ever well had I'm, I'm acutely aware charlemagne that i'm a black person just as you are a black person and when uh, joe biden insulted you by saying mm-hmm you ain't really black. We don't know whether or not you want to vote for me or vote for Donald Trump. Uh, it seems to me that should have been a wake-up call on your part. How dare this guy come in here and insult you, a black man, and tell you you got to think a certain kind of way. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. I'm amazed that you weren't mad about that. I have a white guy come in here who also said, by the way, uh, uh, about Mitt Romney, um, Because he didn't want to put more regulations on Wall Street, going to put y'all back in chains. And Joe Biden has lied for decades about his civil rights record, claiming that he desegregated movie theaters and restaurants in in Wilmington, Delaware, when he didn't didn't do any of that. He lied and said that he tried to visit Nelson Mandela during apartheid South Africa. He did not. And he came in here and told you you aren't even black and let you think a certain kind of way. It seemed to me that should have been a wake up call for you, but it wasn't. That's Elder. That's Larry. We get the bishop's take when we get back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Maybe I'm foolish. Maybe I'm blind. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560. The answer. 
I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Troublemaker, which I proudly have the shirt on today. Troublemaker, head over to fire, Thank head you. over to blackandrightradio.com, purchase the merch. You got you some merch, bro. <laughs> and the Bishop of Truth. Yes. Bishop, what do you think about that? Listen, I heard it when I was on my way and I heard you guys play the clip. Yeah. First thing I thought, I said, Larry Young. Yeah. Larry Oda, he went there. <laughs> he went there. And sometimes you just got to confront stupid, you know, yeah. right in the face. You got right. to get it right up in there with him. John, I am so tired of liberal white people mm-hmm. thinking they're qualified to tell me what it is to be Come black. On. That, that makes me angry. And Come then on. I'm even more tired of weak, lily-livered black liberals yeah. who allow these white liberals to get away with right. that. They, they can say anything they want about us, yeah. as long as, especially yeah. if it's a conservative yep. black. But they can say anything they want about us because they think they know better. That's right. What qualifies like Joe Biden thinking he knows what it is to be black. If you don't vote for him, if you don't believe in the things he believes in, if you don't follow him, then you ain't black. black. So are you saying all of us are so stupid that we just think the same way and we all think like we need to be behind you? I think he does believe black people are dumb. And and a lot of them do. And, and, And a lot of black people justify right. that because they are dumb right. in how they allow themselves to be manipulated. Right. Seriously, I'm just being, just being real. Because right. if you think about some of the things that we allow them to get away with, we allow them to say, you know, especially in, in the uh, sake of tolerance and inclusion and all those things, you know, and like they're our saviors. They're saving us from this white supremacy, you know, in this conservative black ignorance. Right. They're going to save not us. smart enough to figure out it well, and save ourselves. Well, it's right? not just that. It's, they 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 forego that because they're gonna they think they're gonna get some kind of equity out of it some kind of money some kind of a payout and I tell John this all the time a lot of black people are either bought off or want to be bought off mm-hmm. Dan Prof and Sean talks about it all the time cut me in or cut it out so mm-hmm. as long as they're cut, cut in yet. right as long as they're cut what? in mm-hmm. you can say whatever you want mm-hmm. okay but I got one question what how about Larry Elder for VP I, I like him I like him he's poised I like him you know and I think he's a steady hand but Tim Scott can bring in more of the big money donors. I, I, See, that's uh, what it comes down to. I like Larry Elder a lot, yeah. but I like Larry Elder for what he is right now. He's a commentator. He's someone who who gives uh, you know feedback into uh, the social discussions. AG. I don't Larry, know. Larry Elder for AG. Well, you he's know, an attorney. Le, Le, is he really an attorney? I just thought he played a judge. <laughs> yeah, no, on he's TV. an attorney. Okay, oh, wow. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Don't mix it up. I'm, you know what? I'm sorry. This is what the Democrats do. They put people in there who are loyal to the agenda. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell them what to do. They go in already knowing right. what mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. That's that's what that's what they beat us all the time. That's what, that's why I say Republicans rip up the playbook, mm-hmm. throw it away, don't ever bring it back. Right or wrong? Right. Absolutely. Why bring back the play a playbook that that they know they know better than we know. But see, uh, but a lot of Republicans, ones you call the the establishment Republicans, yeah. they want to bring that back. Yeah. You know that they they weren't tired of losing. They weren't tired of being pushed over. Yeah. I liked George W. Bush, but he was weak. And yeah. and back then the Republicans were getting run over by the Democrats. Yeah. And so we keep giving up. You know, try to go along to get along. You know, and we don't want to seem extreme. They hate Trump because he seems extreme. Yeah. But I'm like going, okay, but we stopped losing right. under Trump. We stopped getting pushed around <laughs> under Trump. So then why do we want to go back yeah. to Aisha Hutchinson yeah. or, or one of them? Come on. I don't, you know, a lot, I know a lot of you, there's a big beef about Ron DeSantis. Uh, I, I wish he hadn't called us listless. What did, what do you call it? So listless something. Something, yeah. Uh, vessels, yeah. listless mm-hmm. vessels. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I think, I think he's, dis- he's, he's tarnishing anything, any future run for office. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. You can't do that. I'm sorry. I, I know I only got a CPS education, but he be coming up with these words that I don't know the definition to. What? 
What's the definition of listless? <laughs> what is it? I, I'm well, telling you, he said a word the other week. I'm like, what's that? It's, it's kind of the senses. Oh, listless is probably how you were in class. Right, when you should have been learning. Uh, I should have been, been asking questions. <laughs> listless. And he said, uh, I don't forgot what the word it? was. Yeah, it's, it? it's, it's not being sharp, not right. being awake, right. you know, not oh, being smart. Oh, that's what it is. Not being, just, right. I'm gonna take yes. your word for it. Right. Absolutely. But I don't know. Now somebody can call in and say he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's listless. The only stupid people. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. We'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita, I write what I live, my life in the speaker, I'm nice with the flow. Welcome back, Hour 2 of Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. If you missed that first hour and the inward wake-up call, head over to 560theanswer.com, click on podcast, download the Black and White podcast. You can listen to this show no matter where you are in the entirety of the world not just the united states of america but the world whoa and while you're at it guess what there's a boat cruise coming up september 9th 4 to 7 p.m the bishop uh i don't want to call you a prophet lie but uh he just said he's tickets get will tickets. be purchased right away <laughs> today when i get over here i'm going to purchase my tickets you won't make me a liar so. <laughs> but head over to 560answer.com slash cruise get the tickets guess what there's more though if you purchase, you go to blackandrightradio.com, mm-hmm. you purchase some merch, you enter into a drawing mm-hmm. for two tickets at the $90 level, which gets you a custom T-shirt mm-hmm. and an AM560, AM560 goodie bag. Wow. So you're saying all that for the benefit of the listeners. Um, I'm sitting here looking at... <laughs> Troublemakers got merchandise. You got oh, merchandise. No I, don't, I don't see no Bishop of Truth merchandise. All right, well, we can so make that happen. I'm going to have to go into my own wait, little wait, side wait, wait. business. You're going to really be mad at me when what? I tell you this. Phil from Blue Island has a shirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> get, get my keys to my car. Let me get a, <laughs> I'm not warning. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sorry. I got to start coming back. Every other week or you know, so. See, or something. I mean, stop giving up on us. How I'm not going to give up anymore. Before we get into what you got going yes, on, um, mm-hmm. Jim, who's a sponsor of this show, I have to take this guy. Jim, you know, hello. He's, he's, he's important, you know, to this show. Jim from South Elgin, welcome back to Black and Right. Well, thank you. I was on hold before, but I had to go through the airport security. I've had to. Uh, yeah, I saw you drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have uh, going to Honduras. I have to do some stuff at the embassy on Tuesday. Oh, the embassy? Mm. Well, see it for my daughter in Honduras, but. Oh. Uh, as typically is the case, government post office, I had a certified package supposed to be sent or sent from the lawyer a week ago on Saturday. They still didn't get it coming from Aurora. Uh-oh. It's like, it's like nuts. Yeah. But anyways, um, I think what's happening is the, the fear porn of COVID is starting to take over a little bit. Because you yep. can tell some of the people that are listening to the media, because you're starting start to feel, see a few people walk around with masks on. Yeah. Well, they're talking about rolling it back in September, and Margie Taylor Green said, "I don't think so. That ain't happening." You know, that's right. But if it, but that's why you got to be resilient and strong. Yeah. But the media is all compliant for it, so we got to ignore that. And- 
tell people to don't complain. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I'm not. Yeah, I don't think they can not, do that to us again. I don't, I'm not, I don't think no. that'll work again. You oh. think the American? Well, like what? Wait, hold on. So I was listening to Progressive Radio coming in. Uh, they were saying that um, Joe Biden got over seventy five percent of the population the jab. Mm-hmm. When Trump was president, I guess they because it just came out. Of he course, just, right before he got they said, he, no. they, oh Trump only had one percent of the population. Joe Biden got it to seventy five. So if seventy five percent of the population were duped into getting it you don't think they'll well know. first i'm dubious about that 75 percent no right because well, that's, it is progressive radio yeah and so i don't believe that and then like i was telling my sister the other day none of us who didn't get the jab regret not getting yeah. it. yeah and so i'm believing that there's enough after yeah you know information that came out where we saw they were wrong in a lot of places yeah. a lot of things doesn't make sense and you know and just the whole ridiculousness of shutting down the entire world because there's a virus out right you remember 1969 that yeah aggressive flu virus that was all yeah. over people. and they I, had, I don't remember. I wasn't alive. You well, know. I was alive. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but Woodstock happened that year. You know, they didn't shut down the world no. because there was a virus. So I don't right. think they can do that to us again. I'm going to. I'm wait, wait, hold on. What do you think, Jim? Oh, I think people should understand that you're seeing cases of leprosy and people with TB and the media is completely ignoring that yeah. because they have a narrative. And they're bringing it here from all the, a lot of those different countries, too. Uh, yeah, they're are, coming across. There's no health checks. Yeah, none. That well, are, there was another report just last week, two airline pilots. One got one passed away in flight. Another one had some other problem while he's flying along. Yeah. Wow. They had a, they have emergency landings for these airplanes. Wow. Well, Jim, thanks so much, brother. Can't wait to see you on the cruise. Um, I'll be there. All right, brother. Take care. I'm sorry. What are you going to say, Vilan? I'm going to agree with a couple of liberals and another guy that doesn't claim a party. Uh, Bill Maher, okay. Sonny Hoffman, mm-hmm. and Sean Thompson. You're going to agree with Sonny Hoffman? Yeah. Wow. The majority of this country is stupid. Okay. I, uh-huh. I believe they could do it again. <laughs> the majority of this country is stupid. I believe they could get away with it again because they'll mm-hmm. just let it happen. Well, Even the ones that know better will let it happen. But regrettably, I, I agree with you that most of the country is stupid. But I just think that even the stupid ones aren't that stupid. Right. Yeah, I'm not. Right. When, they, right. when they see, you know, and hear, and you find out, hey, they were wrong in well, so many places. You know? the, the Progressive Radio was also talking about, you know, how we allow so many people to die. And if President Trump had just gotten the, uh, the jab, I said, well, if, how do we know if that would happen? Watch this, because here's the reason why. Mm-hmm. Ivermectin. Right. Hydroxychloroquine. Mm-hmm. Uh, which has now been proven to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Budesidin, I think that what what is Amy Amy got some me some of that when mm-hmm. I had it. It was it went away. I had it two days. That was it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I but I still didn't have my taste and smell right. for three mm-hmm. weeks. Right. You know, but dude, I mean, really? Mm-hmm. How how can you say more people might might still be alive? Maybe if you didn't throw throw down the um, ventilators down their throat, they probably would have still been alive. And Absolutely. You put, mm-hmm. you put them on uh, on the other alternative cheap treatments which the mm-hmm. big pharma didn't want to have you do mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so come on no don't don't give me that how much money did big pharma actually make out of all this? absolutely and you know they, the money they admitted who's the doctor what was the lady's name dr burks was her name yeah was, deborah burks right she, she admitted that they exaggerated these numbers a lot oh, of yeah. people didn't die from covid they died with covid right, right. so you know that you got hit by a bus and you died but when right. they did autopsy you had you know coronavirus right. but and so they exaggerated the numbers because that was a control mechanism the rationale was if you could potentially catch it, doesn't matter whether it killed you or not. It could kill someone else if they catch yeah, it. Yeah, they said that's that, their rationale, right? 
But so I heard one doctor say that everybody's going to get it. Right. It's a virus, and pretty much most everybody's everybody going to get it. And so everybody did get yeah, it. I didn't get it. It was airborne. You, you probably, probably had, didn't even know. You probably it. were asymptomatic. Dude, you, do you know I work in nursing? We but, got, we got yeah, tested. He did, he did get tested. I got tested. But man, I got tested close to 500 times. Mm-hmm. We got, and it probably was more than that because they were still giving, uh, were they doing making us take nose? tests. Yes, up the nose. You ain't putting that up in my nose 500 times. But yeah, Well, yeah. we did. And and they, were j- they just stopped testing us maybe... Let's see, it's, it's uh, August now in, like, March. In like, March, this yeah. March. Yeah. So we have we was getting tested and everything. So I know I didn't have I, I don't know how good your test was because you looked a little covid in <laughs> me one day. I, looked yeah, up, he, I said, he, he looked a little covid up, <laughs> Sniffling <laughs> over there. Uh, that's, that's the transition, though. Uh, Bishop, um, we, yes, you and I, you gave me a call the other day. You said, mm-hmm. hey, I want to come on the show. There's some good stuff that I'm working on. You actually told me about it what, about a month ago because yeah. you mm-hmm. wanted me to be involved in Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, what is it that you got planned? Because um, I hear it's a doozy. It's, it's gonna it's gonna shake the foundations of the state of Illinois. We're hoping so because we're dealing with some very very serious issues yeah. here. I was speaking up in the northwest suburbs, and a you know a, a, a kind old white gentleman asked me, he said, Pastor, what do you think is the number one problem affecting the black community? Well, I said to me, it's the destruction of the family. It's the family falling apart. It's fatherless home, single mom's household, no family structure in place. And so even I watched Candace Owens testifying in front of Congress when they tried to make white supremacy as like one of the number one things against the black community. And I agree with her when she said, if I had a hundred things that was affecting us negatively, white supremacy wouldn't be on the list. Fatherless homes, broken down families would be on the list because that is the biggest thing, not only affecting the black community, but affecting the community at large. Yeah. And so what we said, listen, man, we're tired of talking about these things. We, we want to be finding a way to get together, bring the coalitions together and start working on solving these problems. Right. We, we, we curse the darkness. That's what we believe in, solutions. Solving the problems. Not I'm, just calling it out, not just saying what the problem is, mm-hmm. but how do we fix it? Absolutely, because looking at the family, we can see what some of the problems with mm-hmm. the family are. We got government policies that undermine the family. You know, we have media influences that's undermining the family. We have a lot of things. So what is it that we need to do to push back on that? Right. So we're having a conference on September 20th. 21st through the 23rd at the Hilton Chicago Oak Lawn. And we're calling it the Problem Solvers Conference Mm. on faith and the family, rebuilding the foundations of faith and family. There's a scripture that said when the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? Well, we believe that that's a challenge for us to be able to come together to seek God and then come together with each other, build coalitions that are strong, and start identifying these problems and solving them. Has my aunt and uncle, are they sponsored? They're going to be a part of it, absolutely. But Illinois Family Institute right now, Salt and Light Council, we have a a list of people, and our website is www dot setting things right dot org that's setting things right dot org and then you'll be able to find the page and all the information about the conference but we're going to attack it from several different ways we're going to deal with this policy issue how do we get people elected in illinois who have the same worldview that we do genie ives yourself and and you know smith is going to be there i gotta give it we gotta go to break but i gotta give it to LaShawn ford yes Mm -hmm. uh, state representative from west side He's with you on a lot of these issues. I know. A lot of these issues. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. Okay. Let's get to him, baby girl. Hey. Hey. That's right. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Hey. So for 
the problem in America by far is the epidemic, not of COVID, but of fatherlessness. 70% of black kids today enter the world without a father in the home married to the mother, up from 25% back in 1965. Now 25% of white kids enter the world today without a father in the home married to the mother. And the stats are clear. Even Barack Obama once cited them. If you're raised without a dad, you're five times more likely to be poor and commit crime, nine times more likely to drop out of school, and 20 times more likely to end up in jail. What's happened? In the mid-60s, with I think the best of intentions, a Democrat named Lyndon Johnson launched what he called the War on Poverty. And since then, we have incentivized women to marry the government and incentivized men to abandon their financial and moral responsibility. Let's just remove the word racism, since that seems to be a word uh, that that triggers, you know, a, a conversation down the waterhole. Let's just focus on the word system. So the question is, you said that the system encouraged uh, black women to be single mothers, correct? I said the welfare state. Yes, the welfare, the system. So who's okay. in charge of the system? Who was in charge of the system? Well, it was Democrats that passed it. <laughs> and who were Democrats? Were they black or white at that time? Well, at the time, majority of black people were Democrats, as the majority of black no, people no, no. are Democrats not, now. Not the voters. I'm, I'm talking about the system. Remember, the main idea is the word system. Who was in charge of the system oh, at the time? The, the Democrats at the time. The system. I'm just going to Charlemagne's point about white or black. Was it white Democrats in charge of the system or black Democrats in well, charge of the system? Well, and if you look at if you look at the New York Times, which is left wing, the Washington Post, which is left wing, they cheered all Got of it. this. Right. And what I'm asking was it white people. So I'm going to ask again in case my mic's not coming through clearly. <laughs> was it white people in charge of the system or black people in charge of that system that helped break down the black family? It's a simple. Yes. Just a simple question. White or black. Well, who puts, who, them, who, who puts them in charge? Was Lyndon Johnson white them, or black? The who put them in Maybe charge? Well, fine. Lyndon Johnson was white. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if your argument is that the reason he did it is because of racism, then no. I disagree. He did it because of... That's the, not my argument. I just asked you a simple question. Was he white or black? <laughs> Trouble me, guys. You, this you this is all they care about, a uh. color. And I, I'm telling you, I, wait till I, me and Dan going to talk in private first. I'm not mm. going to call him out on radio. Mm. He's wrong. Right. Black, progressive, leftist women are the worst. The worst. You see how she belittled that man? <laughs> Do you see how she tried to belittle that yeah. man and cut him off every time? It's just either simple, white, or black. You should have saw the video. Yeah. If I wasn't on radio, I would use the B word no, and say, no. you're simple. I know, I'm just, I know how to talk without, without saying it, but I would say, you're breakfast, simple. Breakfast, you're simple. You're just simple. Be your simple. <laughs> You're simple. Okay. But, but listen, I can't that's, stand him. I, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but it sounds like a stupid person challenging a smart person. Yes. Yeah, and, she was missing the point. The and point missing was, it completely. The point was black people voted for it. You put they them in put power. Them in power. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and here's the deal. There was nothing that Larry Elder said that was impeachable. All of right. those were facts. Right. Unimpeachable facts. To this and, point, President Barack Obama used the exact same numbers. Absolutely. And you're going to get more of whatever you subsidize. Yeah. And so they right. subsidize single parenthood. They subsidize sexual immorality. And that's why we get more and more of it. And I'm going to say something that's even more controversial than uh -oh. what you just said. I'm running. Now, I agree with you about that. And I'm bold enough to be able to say the worst people to try to deal with are those liberal, angry black women. You cannot get through. But I'm going to say this. There is no heroism. There is no nobility in avoidable single parent households. Oh. 
Let me say that again. No nobility in that. Because we make rock stars out of these single moms when they're single moms, not because of circumstances beyond their control. I can understand if you were married and then you became a widow or a widower, you know, or or something like that. That's unavoidable. But when you continue to have children outside of wedlock, Mm. when you have three Uh different children with two different men. You know what they're going to say about what you're saying, right? I don't care what they say. They need to hear the truth. Well, they. 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 That's right. All of them. Hey, pay attention, they, because I'm telling you the truth. There are no they. You know, and so when you got seven out of ten black children being born without a father, when you have homes that has no structure, no leadership, you have children having children before they're able to even graduate high school, how then do you think our society is going to prosper? So what are the solutions to that? Basically, we're going to have to start, first of all, speaking the truth. We have to stop letting them scare us into saying the things like I just got through saying. So people will give you a lot of flack about being able to say, oh, I don't look at these uh, single black moms as heroes. I don't, because there was a level of responsibility they should have been practicing even before you got to this situation. Oh, don't say responsible. Oh, come on, but don't oh, mention boy. being responsible. I try to talk about it oh, a lot. Being responsible, uh, you, but, uh, is, but isn't this the problem? But but, but 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 this isn't just a black issue. It's not. It's across the board. But right. I'm saying when it comes down to us, they're more. Uh, would you say there are more single white females out there raising kids than it is? Single black female. So mm. when you so you, when you look at the numbers, because right. we're, we're such a small right. minority, there's a but, lot more. But when you look at the illegitimacy rate, right. or they don't like that word illegitimate, single mom rate in the black community is disproportionate. We're saying seventy two percent. Now listen, back right. in, when E. Frazier Graham wrote his book about the Negro family in nineteen thirty two, the illegitimacy rate was fourteen percent. When Patrick Moynihan wrote the Negro, uh, you know, the thing about the Negro, right? Uh, what was it they called it? But anyway. It was 26%. And he was saying, hey, this is critical. Yeah. Critical. Right. Blacks are going to lose uh, political power, economic power. They're going to lose, you know, family structure. 26%. Now it's 72%. Right. And it's getting worse. It's getting worse. And nobody seems to be brave enough to stand up to these liberal mm. Democrat black women. There you go. Who will get offended when say I say, it, say there's loud, no say heroism in you being a single black mom when you didn't have to be. Say it loud and say it proud. Now, I got a serious question for you. Have you chosen the pronoun yet? Oh, you know what? Oh. I'm, I'm working on it. <clears throat> I chose one. Because what's your he him? He him. Yeah, he him. He him. OK. Really? <laughs> Really? I told you that last week. <laughs> well, mine's going to be he you said, you said man. No. That's not a pronoun. No, I said, I, no, I said adjective. You talk to me <laughs> right. about adjectives. But you know, but she, that other, that lady was talking about the system because yeah. she was trying to pin down right. well, who's responsible who's, for who's the system. Right. Well, we've been telling you that all the time. Right. You guys are voting for these conservative, I mean, these liberal white people coming from, you know, the suburbs going to come in and tell them what's good for you with this missionary appeal. And right. so they're doing things that they think is necessary in our community, not us. And so, therefore, they start subsidizing their legitimacy. Hey, Dad, get out of the house, and we can give you the, yeah. the woman uh, some actually, money. Actually, yeah. in, in this interview, because Larry Elder talked about it, I, and I, I've said it on this show, I remember when, uh, was it Aid Wick, whatever they, whatever they called, mm-hmm. um, when my growing up, I was a kid, my, my mother's boyfriend at the time, who's mm-hmm. now her husband, mm-hmm. He would have to leave. That's right. We would have to clean up the whole house. Yeah. We hated those days. We knew they were coming. We well, you hated those days. That's right. You had to wash the walls. Because get it ready. Did you remember the movie Claudine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So you remember that scene? James Earl Jones. Yeah. He is a black man yeah. stepping up yeah. to help this family. Stepping up. Mm-hmm. He's buying stuff like irons and ironing boards. And they got this stuff. And when the social workers come in, they got to get go. him out. Gotta and go. you got to hide all of that stuff. Gotta go. Think about that. So it seemed to me if they really cared about you, they would say, he can stay. We're still going to give you some money right. until you can get on your feet. 
but he can stay because we're going to need this family to stay together. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the point of it all, to break the family up, to get us in a position where we are now. Yeah. Helpless, feckless, reckless, out of control. We're living in society. Can we say that our communities are uncivilized? Yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna get, I'm going to get in trouble well, for that. you going there. Yeah. You, you are going for the juggler today. Listen, somebody you said. You ain't been on radio in a while. And, and that's right. And, that's, <laughs> and, and I got a bodyguard out in the park a lot. But for think me. about you as a person to know that you can only live at a certain standard and you can't move past that standard. That's wait, wait, wait. wait I, I know I, I got to stop this because I know I know what he's getting ready to say. Dr. The Pidoc, what's up, brother? Bye, Doc. You there? Come on. Hey guys, hey, hey guys how you, how you doing? Um, I, I want to address two points. The first one in the last segment, Roland was saying that that people are stupid. They, they're not stupid. They have completely abdicated their responsibility as citizens of this country to hold their elected officials accountable, and they've done so because they're living off the the the, um, um, the teat of, of society. Mm-hmm. The reason why they're doing that is because, and LBJ is quoted as having said this, the best way to um, to control the black community is to go into inner cities, create a social structure, and you've mentioned it, breaking down the family, making sure dad's not at home. That's right. But also putting the, the moms in a position where they are solely re- uh, um, reliable on the government in order to survive. I, John and I have had this conversation. I actually just worked in, in, in another role with two women who said point blank, I can't make any more money than this amount or I will lose my Section 8 funding yeah, that's and right. qualification. Yeah. And, and, and the one mom said, I've got five kids, so I, you know, I get uh, five food stamp cards for each one of those kids. And she's like, that's how, that's how the, the family survives. And I said, but you you got a degree. You can make more money. She said, but if I make more money, I don't get this, this supplemental funding. So it's, it's a per- perpetuating system. And, yeah. and they were talking to other young black women, one mm-hmm. lady in particular who was pregnant at the time, saying, look, when you have that baby, right, yeah, you need go. to do this, 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 and this. Anyway, guys, I just want to point that out. All right. People Thank aren't you. stupid. They're just, they're just being ignorant. Take care, guys. Thank you so much, Pada. Yeah, to give up your you know political power, that's yeah. the thing. I want to dive more into this women or not. There's no heroism in it. Okay. When we get back. You just want to get me in trouble. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with a troublemaker and now the bishop probably... In the middle of the Bishop of Truth, Bishop of Troublemaker Truth. <laughs> Troublemaking Truth. That's good trouble. That's good trouble. That's some good trouble. Getting good trouble. <laughs> um, the, the only reason why I say that, I, I'm, I think back, the reason why I said before the break, um, get back into the heroism of mm-hmm. single motherhood. I think back to my mom being a single mother mm-hmm. with me. Um, my mom was 16 years old, uh, met a 59-year-old guy, 17-year-old. Mm-hmm. 16, 17, I don't know what, mm-hmm. better, uh, never saw him again a day in life. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say about a young woman that's faced with that up, that who 16 really, you know, well, 16 year olds back then was much different than the 16 year olds mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. because of just how much they had to, they, they've learned so much back then. They, they, they had so much responsibility thrown at them um, back. At least that's what, what I hear from my mom, my mm-hmm. aunts, my, you know, older, uh, or, or I don't want to say older, mm-hmm. um, Mm-hmm. What's a good word for somebody that's old like you? 
<laughs> you know what? Wise and age. Wise and, and age. Vintage. <laughs> Wise and age, right. But what, what what would you say for some of these incidents where um, mothers are raising these kids mm-hmm. like themselves? Right. And so you, you have to be careful when you make statements like I make, and I want to make sure I cover the nuances. Now, years ago. Hey, this is my show. That's why I make absolutely. sure you do that. And so a lot of times these women found themselves into some very unfortunate situations. Mm-hmm. And so there used to be a stigma attached to that. Yeah. There used to be when a young girl was doing that. Pregnant. And she got pregnant. Got sent to the South. Got sent to Mississippi. Yeah. It, it wasn't something that everybody was proud of. Right. It wasn't something that you wanted to boast about. It right. wasn't something that was normal. It was an abnormal thing. And many of those young ladies, you know, who became mothers, yeah. you had to do a yeoman's work. Right. But see, now I still say that the nobility part of it, because we want to make heroes out of those individuals that find themselves in that situation. And nowadays, unlike it was maybe back in the days when your mom right. uh, you know, became pregnant, there's a lot more information. We have a lot more right. knowledge. But then also now it has been incentivized. Right. We're incentivizing it. And so, you know, a lot of, you know how the victims right. always get the spotlight and everybody going, oh, look how great these victims right, are. Right. Well, these single moms right. that are coming that way by choice. I know you didn't say. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I wanted to follow that up. With oh, something. Okay. Because because when I when I think about these single moms who could have made the ultimate choice to end that child's life. Oh, man, you, 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 you see you see how the the people, some, uh, how uh, somebody who 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 believes in. Uh, abortion and stuff would yeah. say, mm-hmm. how can you make that argument? One minute you don't glorify single mother raising children, but yet, what about the you know you want to support and protect? And because mm-hmm. this is the misnomer that a lot of people mm-hmm. leave about, right? That's why the crisis pregnancies, which you which you have done remarkable work in, absolutely. You, you're mm-hmm. not just about. Um, you know, the talk, right. You, you no, walk the walk. It, it's loving the child, right. loving the right. mother and right. all of that. And so, and I still believe that way. I am pro-life without mistake. Right. And the thing that I'm condemning is not the child, or not the woman. Clarity. that I pray. Right. I'm condemning I know what you're saying. the acts of irresponsibility and things that led to that. I'm condemning a system right. that doesn't put restrictions or doesn't put something in that was that uh, deter that or dissuade that kind of activity. I'm seeing a system now that promotes that, Correct. that makes that out of a hero. Yeah. You got young girls now coming up wanting it's the culture. that. It's they, the culture. They, they want that. That's what they aspire to. Right. And I actually saw it, Troublemaker. I, was, I remember back in the 80s when I saw uh, girls who had one child and was getting welfare. And they said, I'm going to have another one because I'll get more. Right. And then I saw them move to different states, Minnesota. like Wisconsin, and Minnesota, Minnesota too. because they had better uh, welfare. Yeah, yeah. So it used to be a time when our people were traveling to find jobs. And, yeah. and, but now, we're, we're, but back in the day, you used to collect welfare from two different states. I had an auntie that did it. She was collecting welfare here and in Wisconsin, Kenosha, Wisconsin. She was collecting welfare in two different states. But I want to go back to one thing that you just said. What? I know you're not trying to bring back banishing women if they're pregnant because they're oh, they, to, to, to start shame shaming no. women oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what exactly what I'm that's what I'm saying that's let's, almost what you were saying let's send them to a camp no I said that there was a day <laughs> yeah, that was a there day. was a day when they and it wasn't banishing them it was simply getting them out of the eyes of the public there used to be there used to be standards and values <laughs> he in knew what you were saying right remember but there was a time when there were standards yeah. and values but and we gotta straighten that out went against those things and so when a young girl she's unmarried and she's out there the fact that she's pregnant means that she's been sexually active and she's 13 to 14, mm-hmm. 15 years old. Yeah. Well, they used to send them down south, like a lot of times right. go down there and have that child so that she wouldn't face the stigma 
She gonna face it down there. Nah, come on, man. She's still a woman with a with a baby with no man around. But in, in Mississippi, but not up here in the community where her family <laughs> yeah, is. That's where a the shame. family. But no, but listen, I understand why they did it because they were trying to avoid the stigma and to protect her from the stigma. But this is the thing I'm saying, Verlon. The stigma's gone. And this is what you're going to yeah, be dealing yeah, with at true. Setting Things Right. At Setting Things Right at www.settingthingsright.org. It's rebuilding the foundations of faith and family. And we want to identify those things that are undermining the family. What are the things that are contributing to that? But we are tired of just cursing the darkness. We're saying now it's time for us to put together coalitions and people who are willing to come together. We're looking for 300 people, John Anthony, to mm-hmm. show up, to come together and say, we're going to work this thing out. This is not a you know conference you come and just enjoy and socialize it's a working conference right. because we want to identify the policy things that we got to deal with right. well i wanted you there and, and genie yeah. ives and dave smith and max solomon and all those to be able to talk about what do we need to do to change yeah. the political landscape so that we can have policy in illinois that supports the family yeah. psalms 11 and 3 if the foundations are destroyed what can the what righteous can the, do you know what we can do that's rebuild that's right and that's it when you saw my speech <laughs> <in Washington, laughs> <D. C. laughs> we rebuild that's what we do you know and that's what we need to do. That, that's why Nehemiah was up on the wall. That's why, you know, the great prophets of old. Preach, preacher. Hey, I got a little preaching. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio. Before we go to the call with Glenn, uh, as you guys know, the mayor of Chicago, Brandon Ooh. Johnson, um, I like this pick. At, 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 if if he allows this new superintendent Snellen to do his job, I've heard from a lot of now. You've, you've, I've heard from a lot of my Chicago PD people. They're happy with this pick than the other two. Uh, I want you to hear some, a snippet of his press conference. Mm. I don't think I've ever heard a superintendent say any of these words. Listen to this. For those who grew up like I did, a resident of Englewood and a student of the Chicago Public Schools, I want you to know the possibilities are limitless. For those who tell you that you can't, and for those who believe that you can't because of where you come from, I'm here to tell you that you can't. However, I could not have succeeded without hard work, dedication, and continuous education. Have you, you, Hawk Daddy, I don't know, you've heard a lot of superintendents in Chicago's press conference. Have you ever heard them speak directly to the citizens of Chicago and talked about hard work? I've heard them try. Yeah, but those using those exact words. Never. Yeah. Yeah, look, when I heard that he was a counter-terror yeah. person, I said, wow, now that, that exactly right there is a need smart right yeah. person. Yeah. But you know what? It's still cold to me mm-hmm. because he said, I grew up in Inglewood. He's, he's kind of talking to a specific group of people, but he did it well. But he was like, okay, so what? You mean nobody else has been told that they can't do it? Right. You know, that's a thing mm-hmm. in the black community. No, you know, what I, you, know, you know what I think it was? What? I think he was speaking to where the crime areas are. I, I really do. I really think he was. He, he's trying to speak to them to say, "Hey, listen, what's happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, with all these, uh, dude, a friend of mine shot seven times, carjacked mm-hmm. in the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, right? 
Shot him six times and the seventh time shot him right in the head. Right. I believe he was speaking to those who are uh, coming up in the same kind of environment that he did. Black people. Right. They're the same black people. Well, but then those those are the ones who need to hear that Mm -hmm. more than anybody else. Those are the ones who are being affected by having that wrong mindset about you can't make it, so I might as well just go ahead and and waste my life. So he's saying, you know, believe that you can do it. Right. You really can. Right now, we've got people giving up without even trying. Without even trying. Without even trying. And so they're just, you know. Yeah. That's true. I'll say uh, this, uh, the, oh. You know, previous picks, um, you know, they seem to have been sort of dictated. Like, here is what your priorities are. Yeah. Here's what your job is. Yeah. This guy seems to be have simply given the job yeah. and yeah. said, okay, go go do a job. Yeah. Um, that probably speaks more given. Um, Brandon. Yeah. Given his character and his, and his rhetoric, that probably speaks more to the fact that he's just not interested yeah. In micromanaging that child, that's right. right. That could that's benefit right. everybody. That's right. And, and yeah. you know, and you, I'm, listen, you know, I've always said, you know, I'm gonna give kudos when kudos are due, mm-hmm. and I get kudos to Brandon Johnson mm-hmm. for not following that, you know, uh, defund the police crowd. Uh, he even he even made that mention of that. I'm glad he actually picked somebody that can actually do the job. Yeah, and you, and you know, I'm but saying, he's a, he's the same guy who says don't call them mobs. But yeah. but but, no, but yeah, that's cool. But you know, he he he's got a. I'm talking it out. about the pick. I'm right. not talking about. Okay. I'm talking right. about the actual. And, pick. My, and I'm a big fan of wait and see. I've been okay. saying it since yeah. he got elected. Let's see what he does. He well, has, a, a broken clock is right back. twice a day. Well, so right now he's following the old mayor's policy. Let's let him pick it apart and do his own thing. Okay. Yeah, Avalon. This is I'm gonna use this every time for you. You right here. What's that? Senator Kennedy. If you hate cops just because of cops, <laughs> next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. I'm <laughs> John Kennedy. And I approve this message. <laughs> Thank you, Hot Daddy. Thank Listen, you, Hot Daddy. When I first heard that, I fell down. Dude, I, I spit the water out. I was, I was going through audio clips. I was like, and I saw that, dude, I was drinking some water. I was like, Poor. and he thought I, of me. And I thought of you. Uh, Glenn from Oakland. Yeah, that's not an SNL skit. That's an actual campaign, yeah, actual campaign video. Glenn, what's up, brother? Hey, guys. How you doing? Love it. So, I really. Larry Elder is one of my favorite people. I really like him a lot. And um, he said a couple things that I I remember distinctly. He said, the worst father in America is the U.S. government. That's right. That's right. Poverty poverty comes from poor education. Yep. And no one can make you a victim without your permission. That's right. That's right. And you know what? That's why when you look at at these leftists um, go against uh, school choice, Mm -hmm. That's the great, you know, dude, education is the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. You want to equalize things out? You want equity and equality? Put good quality education in these in these, in these, in these, in these cities of Chicago, places like Chicago. You want to change it? This is, how, this is one of the ways you do it. Not failing schools. Not, not um, passing kids no matter what. That's not how, that's not how it's done. 83% graduation yeah. rate and 25% Thanks, can man. read at grade level. Yeah, let's let's go to Al from Rosemont. What's up, brother? What's up, Al? Your name is not on that list, but that's okay. Oh man, I appreciate you uh, taking my call and stuff, Berline. I did help you with Ricky the other day. Yes, you did. I tackled his ankle. I tackled his ankles, and you went up top. You couldn't <laughs> hand them up top, and so I told you to go to the ankles, and I went up top. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Thank you, brother. <laughs> but I think this Schnelling is a miscue. Uh, because I, uh, John Cantanera, uh, whoever the guy is, I keep mess, messing up his name. Cantanera. It's, uh, it's, it's been silence. Yeah. Total silence. Well, I think, if John had, I think if, I think if John 
had a problem, I think you would have definitely heard from him by now. If he had a problem okay. with this pick, I, I, yeah. I, I guarantee you, John is not one to bite his tongue. He's not one to keep quiet. Um, he, it may not be the one he wanted, but I guarantee you out of the three, from what I'm hearing from all the other cops, this got, this was, this was the best pick. Hey, um, hey, Mark, you, you're not on my list. What's up? You said it last week you were going to get some stuff. What's happening? You, you, what's I'm, I'm ready to get to the boat ride. When is this boat trip? Uh, 560theanswer.com slash cruise. Get there. All right. <laughs> you bum. <laughs> you're listening to Black and Right. Mike will hold the line. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and the Bishop of Truth. Yeah, and I want to give a shout out to my assistant, Roger Reeves. Hello, dynamic that. young African American sister. Dynamic. Going to be the president one day. Mm. And I thought, look out for this old man. But Roger <laughs> Reeves, I appreciate you out there. Uh, Roger. First time listener? Yeah, probably so. I don't know. You oh. know, she wasn't familiar with him. as John Anthony. She said, who that is? Who that who, man? Who, Hoppo? That, who that be? Hoppo, who that man? Who that Hoppo? <laughs> Sophia's old. So- <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be some things changing around here. Sophia's old. <laughs> oh, no, I shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best movies ever ever produced. Man. I still love Color Purple, man. Are you serious? I mean, yeah. I hate that movie. What? There's nothing, not one thing Are about you serious? that movie. I do. Oh, wow. There was you not one positive me. image of a black man in that movie. I know, not one. It, well, that's, now, that is that true. Is that not is one true. positive image that at all. True. Every true. piece black man in there was a piece of mess. Wow. And then you got this. Glover. Oh, Glover was the worst. Come on, well, man. He did, he, did, her, he, he did rebound himself. And then her, at, at the end, you know. And then they all became lesbians. Black oh. men are so undesirable, oh. all of them became lesbians. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, and y'all like that movie? Okay. I'm not going to get sued or nothing for you. I hate you, man. But come on, man. The color purple. It was almost. I enjoyed it. I mean, I was young. I, I was. Did, yeah. I didn't have my conservative mind thinking like that. When, I, when, when was that? Like in the eighties? I haven't seen it. Jeez, I don't know how long. I don't know. That was like an eighties. I'm gonna have to relook no, at it. I took somebody on a date to go to right. that, to see that movie. So it's like eighty five, right? I'm gonna have to relook no, at it. No, because back then, that was Jason Craze and everything. Freddy Krueger was well, the okay. Big but star. All, all I know is that when I saw it, yeah, yeah, I came out of the. I hated. Well, it. Well, that's how I felt about. The last Black Panther, and I got railed for that. Oh, because all, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, men, men, all the men's, you know, a week. How you how you got a woman Black Panther? Yeah. Come on, come on, seriously. Yeah. But no, that color purple. I mean, if you think about it, and then who was the I hate uh, you, man? The the, the 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 producer well, in the eighties? Exactly? People still liked Oprah too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's people true. Yeah. Like yeah. Now let's think about that as Black men. Come on, man. Uh, but that was the next best thing. I'm gonna say thing because uh Roots was me like a series. Yeah. That was the next next best thing since Roots. Yeah. What? Me me sister. Sister. Oh, y'all clap doing the clap. But come on man, her father, it, you know, the, the the old man, the pimp that was with him, you know. So you yeah. think Roots was better than that? Well, no, I didn't I don't compare them, but I just said the color purpose was okay. was horrible. Right. horrible. My name's Shaka. <laughs> What's your name, no, boy? No. Uh, Tell me. <laughs> Kunta. He's a, oh, you, Kunta. Know, you know, y'all going to get some flack for, for making jokes about roots, man. I don't care. That's roots, man. Come on, they. They. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to Mike from <laughs> South Side. They is listening. John Verlon Cesar, thank you so much for taking my call. Hey, thanks so much, brother. How's it going? Uh, Mike from the South Side and uh, the best side. Yeah. Uh, Cesar, this is a special shout out to you. I was so pumped up by your presentation about publication, about public education at the Black Conservative Summit. Oh. So 
I, I live only a half a mile away from Uwe. It is restaurant. Oh man, maybe Third Street. So I, I, I ask you the next time you go there, if you can, if I could uh, join you there. I, I, I really want to uh, get your wit and wisdom. Ooh, we and and that that food is delicious over there. Man, but he absolutely, just blew his head up. Man. I sure did. I just saw his head just. You know the mic. I mean the earphone <laughs> headphones were just just expanding. Look, John, don't get jealous. But you got folks call in <laughs> <laughs> to give you some shout out. Don't don't be jealous. Just keep trying, young oh, man. Oh, guess what? I appreciate it though, man. Thank you so much. But I appreciate what? you being there. Mm-hmm. Mike from the South Side's name is on the list. Wow! So you, Mike, gonna... I, I will see you on the boat, Mike. Okay, cool. Because I'm, I'm going to buy my oh. tickets today. Today, yeah. Mike from the South Side's oh, name actually, is way up there too. Ah, he bought early. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, when uh, Mark Weirmuller uh, posted about it on Facebook, I was like, I got to go. See, he even bought the premium package. See, oh, yep, yeah. and the premium. Boom! I'm, I'm getting the one over the premium package. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Just extra money for John Anthony. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the super premium. All right, but, Mike. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Real quick. No, uh, uh, as far as black women are concerned, what we need to do is to eliminate Quit. the influence of white feminists. Thank wow. you. Seriously. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hour three coming up next. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. You're in trouble. What are you gonna do? This week's Troublemaker Award goes to... Dr. Claude Anderson. Now, I want people to remember one thing. Everything that we talked about in the first hour, individualism, group thought. Just keep that in mind. George, hit the clip. A black folk will be going into that underclass structure starting in about another two years. Once we go into it, we'll be locked and frozen in it by the year 2013 or 2010, that general time frame. You got, we got... All of us got about two years to either get our act together or hang it up. If we don't do some very specific things in that next two-year period, we will not get out of it. That window's going to close on us. Now, what's, what, what's going to drive us into this underclass structure? First of all, are the legacies of slavery and Jim Crowism. We are still bearing the burdens and the scars. They were never corrected. That's one of the failings of our leadership in this country. They had the nerve, the audacity to let black folks suffer for 460 years. And at the end of the civil rights movement, rather than going back and saying, let's find out what has happened to black folk for 460 years. Have they been psychologically, emotionally, politically, educationally damaged? Nobody spent one minute of time trying to figure out what had happened to black folk over all that period of time. So in the course of the civil rights movement, they end up, they say, well, let's pretend that nothing has happened to them, that they were not injured, they were not hurt. And now let's go seek integration and pretend that we're all equal. Now that was grossly unfair because by that point in time and by the 1966 period, whites had become economic giants in America. They owned and controlled everything at that point in time. Black folk didn't own anything. Whites controlled almost 100% of all the wealth, the income, the privileges, the businesses, the resources, and all levels of government. Blacks had nothing. Blacks were one-foot midgets. 
and they allowed us then to use integration to walk from our communities, from our ghettos over in their communities, totally disarmed, not understanding anything, blind, naked, and then saying you can go and compete. Compete with what? Now, one foot mid- now John always says, who's <clears throat> that? He messes with me about who's that. Mm-hmm. Well, who's we? Because it's just me as far as I'm concerned. I pay my bills and I take care of my family. If you look at yourself in the eyes of group thought, group, then you believe in group this. Think. Mm-hmm. This not, Group think, thank you. Right. You believe in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you believe in yourself as an individual, you rise above this. Mm-hmm. This is what we talked about in the first hour. Now, me and John ain't talked all week, no. but yet we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yep. We have to break this cycle of group thought and division because you see what he's talking about. Slavery, Jim Crow, all mm-hmm. that. America owes mm-hmm. Now, I'm not of the mindset of making some white dude my age pay me blood money for something that happened forever ago. Right. For, he said 460. So mm-hmm. whatever. Just right. just whatever number does. Right. Why should somebody 50, 60, even 80, 80, they weren't, they weren't around when slavery and all the rest of the stuff they want they want to pay you know want to make them pay for happen mm-hmm. this this is going to kill our country this Absolutely. is going to divide yeah. our country and kill our country yeah. and we will separate yeah, into it, two it, countries it already is right the mm-hmm. the, the, the hordes mm-hmm. and the people that know how to think for themselves mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. whore and i told the I, what I told, the hordes oh the hordes i thought you were doing a sean thompson no 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 hordes. no no whore no no not, not whore hordes now you got, and i remember i talked we talked about this john the 12 monkey syndrome mm-hmm. you yeah. got the 12 monkeys that had yeah. and the 12 monkeys that didn't when they used up all their resources what do they do yeah. they look to the ones that had mm-hmm. and when this country divides into two it truly will be a civil war and mm-hmm. i do not want that to happen right so so george can you play my guy we're talking about Willis. <laughs> <laughs> to Dr. Claude Anderson. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, you know, you, you're absolutely, your finger's right on the button yeah. because groupthink is destroying us. Uh, someone said children need to be taught how to think, not what to think. Right. And so what's the problem is we're being programmed and taught how we are to think about things. And then people are putting limits on us and saying you cannot think outside of this box. I'm of the same way. I think slavery is horrible. It's horrible. a horrible thing. And I don't ever want history to forget it. But I don't want to keep talking about it yeah. and going through it over and over and over But again. it sells. It makes money, right? It does. And it controls people it, it, because it, you're manipulated wait. by emotion. Now, now. Uh, you know Bob Woodson, right? I do. Um, yeah. He talked about why not reparations on Dr. Phil's show. Mm-hmm. I want you to, and, and I'm, I, I found this clip specifically for you okay. because mm-hmm. um, you're more wise than us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good way of saying it. <laughs> I, I, I've always thought that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted you because you 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 grew up in a time that we didn't we didn't have to do deal like Phil from Blue Island. Some mm-hmm. of the stuff that that he's gone through, which I can understand would keep him stuck there yeah, from that pain, yeah. you know, for, but, but we, I didn't have to go through that. I, I wasn't you know alive what? doing slavery. Thank I, God I wasn't around for that's that. That's right. Cause it was a horrible time. Because of right. what people like you and mm-hmm. Martin Luther King and all these people had, and, and even Malcolm X, that's right. what they had to endure mm-hmm. so that I didn't have to endure. God right. bless them. I'm, I'm always appreciative of what the mm-hmm. forefathers and mm-hmm. what people I don't like to use that whole ancestor crap because, you know, I don't know. But what people had to endure and what they went through back then. And I want you to hear what he had to say, especially as it relates to black people. Mm -hmm. Not everybody suffered equally. 
I mean, when you go into uh, slavery, it's more, much more complex than all white people were the oppressors and black people were the victims. If you dissect it, you will find there were about 3,700 free blacks who owned 12,000 slaves, black slaves. The question is, do the descendants of those free blacks who owned black slaves, do they pay? Blacks really benefited more the first hundred years after slavery than we have in the last 50 years. I was born in 1937 during the Depression. Everyone in my small, low-income black community, 98% of the households had a man and a woman raising children. Elderly people could walk safely in that community without fear of being assaulted by their grandchildren. Now, that, that's Bishop. Bob Woodson. That's nothing else that needs to be said after that. Listen, he's absolutely right. Because I always talk about this. You know, I'm one of those people. I'm the descendant of slave owners. You know, my green. You put I'm, the whip to people? I, I'm, I'm putting Greenwood LaFleur, LaFleur County, Mississippi, and all that. That's my ancestors. My my ancestors are owned. Uppity. You just like you. You just like Kamala Harris. You have Jamaican and her people you own slaves too. Him. Look, and, and I still got a couple. Hey man, I'm looking at Are you, you funny now. No, no, but listen. Not, but what I'm saying is that Negro. do I get reparations or do I have oh. to pay them? Well, my question is, do you want reparations? But no, I. Well, I. I think I've gotten reparations. You know, in the terms of what I've been able to make of myself living in this country. Now you're yeah. two years older than Phil, and why aren't you stuck? Why aren't you stuck preaching the same stuff Phil taught? Because I, just what I said earlier, I thank God that somebody taught me how to think and mm. not what to think. So I can look at these things and I can think them through. Things are nuanced. But like, Phil's a thinker, though. But like, but he was he, just he talking thinks. about with slavery. It's, right. it's nuanced. But I think what's, what's being pumped into his brain, mm-hmm. and, and, and it, 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 it doesn't always, I don't know, how, how do you mm-hmm. say it? He, I think he feels it more than he thinks of mm-hmm. it. Right. And so now. If that makes sense. And, and that's exactly how we're being manipulated yeah. by emotion. Yeah. If you notice, even in the school system, everything is about social emotional learning. Mm-hmm. You respond right. to everything emotionally, not right. rationally. Because right. if you would think about things and yeah. think it through, then you couldn't be controlled by the emotion. Right. Victimization is the control mechanism now. And Everybody it's real. wants to be a victim because when you're a victim, you know, everybody's looking at you and you get all the sympathy and all of the media elites love you and they trumpet you. And so we keep putting this slavery blanket on us right. over and over again. Now, who created this, man? Somebody just somebody just follow me. Draft JB Illinois for President 24. They just follow me. Who created this? Oh, my God. <laughs> Draft JB. Draft JB James, Illinois. James Brown. Who did well, you know, you know, the progressive station was basically talking about that because he's the he's the one guy that can fund it, fund his own race. And wouldn't have to, I mean, deal, right. but he spent, what, $150 million his first time? A lot less than that the mm-hmm. second time. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have to. Because they have to, yeah. Um, yeah, just, just follow me. I'm looking at it right now. Why would they follow you? I, that's a good question. Might be a Republican. Can you imagine the upcoming jelly donut supply crisis oh, in New Hampshire? Oh, I don't name call. I don't Neither. name call. <laughs> Taffy, I would except that one. <laughs> except for me. <laughs> uh, but no, but, you know, so what would be something that, as, as it relates to, because I've entertained the idea of having a conversation mm-hmm. about Jim Crow time, mm-hmm. redlining. Mm-hmm. You know, I, although I'm still not, I don't know if I would agree with it, mm-hmm. but at least have a, instead of saying going way back 400 years, let's go with people who are still alive who were affected by, mm-hmm. you know, Jim Crow laws and things of that nature. Let's have that conversation oh, instead of slavery. And, and what's the conversation for? What are we right. saying? How do we compensate them? No. Just, or what they went through or because we recognize like this we lived it right you know i was born in 1957 it was still separate bathrooms and right. stuff like that when i was a kid i'm just trying to move the conversation from slavery yeah so um, yeah i guess that's mm-hmm. i guess that's my point mm-hmm. moving the conversation from something that none of us were affected by well i, I think the best personally thing for, for us 
is even those of us that were from the Jim Crow era. Yeah. Is that our thing is to push, look forward. We've got to look That's at the opportunities point. we have now and look forward. Looking back and always lamenting that and seeing how horrible things were. And they were horrible. Right. My father, I remember my father was a big dude, truck driver dude, driving a truck. He couldn't even eat in a the restaurant. They made him go around to the back. Yeah, they gave he knew him he was a food. slave owner. Right. You know, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but still, I'm just saying, you know, that, so they suffered terribly. Yeah. But now my father has provided me and my seven brothers and sisters yeah. an opportunity to, to better ourselves. And all of us are doing Wait a minute. very well. Think about the last name, LaFleur. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> you racist. We'll be right back. I was undercover. Now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back. Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and the bishop of slave owners the floor. <laughs> <laughs> man, that 7%. you ain't gonna never live that down. Uh-oh. I know. That gets out. I know. A black man who owns slaves. But you know, he just said it was like 3,000 of them that owned yeah. slaves. So it wasn't just my family. Right. <laughs> so where the money go? It, it could have been your family. It's, well, well, I had people fighting on both sides of the war. Yeah. <laughs> as, as I looked throughout the... By Ancestry mm-hmm. from Ancestry.com. Mm-hmm. You know, I took that test. What, okay. what, what You mean tell me your, your slave owned a great, great, great grandpappy didn't pass no money down? I got some money. Right. What the, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, just, I want y'all to know because y'all going to be asking for a See, I, Let me hold $5. <laughs> <laughs> See, my legacy don't come from that. I, I got German. My mom was half German. So my, I don't even think Germans had, not black people had slaves. Yeah. So, so I have nothing to do with that. And then my yeah, they my just had that whole Holocaust great, thing. Great, great, that, that, that didn't have nothing to do with black people. So wait a minute, they did. You, yeah. They were eugenicists. What are you talking about? They didn't do it on black people. What? what? Well, I, I missed it. I they, they didn't experiment. That. They experimented on on Hebrews on, on Jewish people. Oh. They didn't. They didn't do it to black people. and gypsies and Africans. Yeah, and, so I'm telling you. And uh, I'm not okay. Romy or the Roma. Uh, they did it. I'm uh, far removed. Challenged people, people with Down syndrome. I'm yeah. African American. I'm far removed. Now you're from that yeah. yeah. German now, right? Wait, no, I'm trying to get away from that. No, but please, but, but, hit, but, him. please hit him off that. I got Navajo, Navajo Indian. I got uh, you Just know my, my great grandmother was Navajo Indian, okay. and then uh, then black. How do you know? You know all, all three. How do you know? I know for a fact. I saw pictures. You know, he hey. got forty six in me. Uh, forty six. <laughs> oh. Not 23 and I hate you, Daddy. <laughs> and remember, the Lord loves a working man. Lord loves a working man. And son, don't never ever trust Whitey. <laughs> don't trust Whitey. Lord loves a working man. Don't trust Whitey. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best advice you can give. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's terrible. Um, I, I know, you know, the third hour, we always throw around all type of stuff. We talk about all different things. Mm-hmm. First hour is, I try to keep it, you know, nationally. Second hour is Illinois specific. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, um, so... Bishop, I want to get your take on all these Trump indictments. Uh, before I do that, um, should this individual be facing the same charge as Donald Trump? I have never denied the outcome. And I do have one very affirmative statement to make. Mm. We won, but I didn't lose. I got the votes, but we won't know exactly how many because of how they cheated. I did win no. my election. I just didn't get to have the job. We 
were robbed of an election. Using the word rigged, using the word steal, do you well, think it's dangerous going rigged? into 2020? I, I don't, because we can actually back it up. And so in response to what I believe was a stolen election, and I'm not saying they stole it from me, they stole it from the voters of Georgia. I spent the, the interim 10 days between the election and my non-concession day, as we call it, uh, that's someone outside asked if I'm ever going to concede. The answer is no. It was not a free and fair election. I think the election was stolen from the people of Georgia. I believe it was stolen from the voters. I just said it can't happen again. Thousands of Georgians had their voices stolen because they were not able to cast ballots. And they cannot be guaranteed that their votes will be counted in 2020 if we don't do this right. I said that the election was stolen from the Georgia voters. If it looks like it's cheating, it probably is. If it looks like it's rigged, it probably is. The process that took place during the legislative cycle was one that did not countenance and did not pay attention to the deep and real concerns of those who watched this election be stolen in the state of Georgia. It was stolen from the voters of Georgia. We do not know what they would have done because not every eligible Georgian was permitted to participate fully in the election. So help me me understand how a former sitting president of the United States of America can be charged with RICO. Uh, He has what's called the First Amendment. Um, Yeah. Um, He was basically challenging an election that he thought was stolen. Mm -hmm. Uh, People say, well, his attorney. Well, that was just one. Mm -hmm. If you find... You've been in the the war rooms before. Mm -hmm. You find one attorney that tells you something. Guess who you're going to go with? That one attorney that tells you something, not the other ones, you're going to say, okay, figure it out, find it. And when he said, find me 11,780 votes. You got to listen to the whole. Dude, come on. Context is key. Right. So let me let me put my liberal hat on. Go ahead. And answer. So they. So they. The difference is, yeah, I'm on a they now. The difference is, is that Stacey Abrams didn't cause an insurrection. Oh. She didn't cause the overthrow of, of, of the Capitol. Oh. So that's the difference. Is that, is that, no, 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 no. Oh, that's no, only no, 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 no. Only let, me, let me break it down further than that. Did she challenge the election in any other way but a recount? She didn't. Just a recount. That's it. Mm-hmm. Basically, they're trying to say that Donald Trump tried to steal the election with the fake electors mm-hmm. and uh, with those lawyers going through all. I don't know. I forgot how many courts they mm-hmm. got knocked down right. by. Mm-hmm. They challenged it to a point that. They thought it was absurd. Right. And that's why they're upset because for two and a half years, he's been saying all the same stuff that Stacey Abrams said. Mm-hmm. But now they, they, they went to the point that, okay, he really tried to steal the election. Not just saying they stole it, but they trying to say he stole it. Were those processes that Donald Trump and they went team went through, they, were they legal? Yes. Had they been done before? Hadn't they been done in 2016? Uh, 2020. 2020. Yeah. And, and, and uh, uh, Al Gore. Yeah. You know, so these were not the electors. Were, were not the electors. But there was absolutely, it was yeah. nothing illegal that they were trying to do. Right. The riots stopped the process right. that Trump they wanted to see take re- place. Which I think was the purpose absolutely. of the riots, but not the insurrection. Let me go out on a limb, and I'll probably yeah. be the only one to say that, but I don't believe them were all Trump supporters that started I don't know, that but, but, Oh, but, no, we said that. But what, yeah, we said that. But what happened in Michigan? with the, the, the attempted substitution of electors. That's never happened before. Um, and then what about the Mike Pence thing? Him but, trying, him, the court, him is, trying is to put legal? pressure on Mike, Mike Pence, and that's still up in the air to try we to still don't know change what he said, though, the right? elect, 
elect. Absolutely. And you, you said it right there. It's still up in the air because there's some people, some Scott constitutional scholars believe Mike Pence could have did it. Yeah, that, yeah, right. Which which we don't. We talked about this last yeah. week, which we don't know because don't no know. one's ever done it. Right. And we're not talking about that, but this is what they did. They made January 6th look like the worst day in American right. history. Yeah. Worse than September 11th, right. worse than uh, Pearl Harbor. Right. Like it's the worst thing in the world. You got these Midwestern moms and pops with no guns, no tanks, nothing and all that. But democracy was about to get turned over. Right. When you focus in on that and watch all of the videos, you don't start thinking about the processes. Right. You don't start thinking about the inconsistency. Hillary Clinton right. and all of them said that Donald Trump was an illegitimate, illegitimate president, president for four years. Uh, we, that I, Russia I, hacked it. I, I, wish, I wish we because, you know, with, with the new system, we lost all of my old. Mm-hmm. I actually had those audio clips, yeah. you know, with basically saying that everything that they're getting him for. They've all said it. They all did it. I lo- one of the reasons I lost my YouTube channel was because of that. Because okay. I, because we said that on, I said that, me and Valon said it on the show. And I tried to do a compare and contrast with Hillary Clinton, all these people saying the exact same thing that mm-hmm. we played on, uh, 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 nope, YouTube said no, we got to take your channel. Yeah, I'm still sore about that. Right. And see, that's why it's important that you learn how to think and not what, not to, what think, to think. Because <laughs> they tell you what to think about these yeah. things and then we accept it yeah. as fact without even doing any yeah. due diligence. To that's why out. I say the majority of this country is stupid. And, and, and with that, right. I and I'm sorry, I'm going to stick to it. Yeah. I'm going to stick to that. Because yeah. anytime they can convince you that what happened in January 6th was an insurrection. You know what, what What that guy was about to do in Russia when he had them tanks and yeah. stuff going to a Moscow. That's an insurrection. Right. That's an insurrection. Well, I, Taliban. I mean, Taliban Afghanistan taking. They, that's an insurrection. That's an, I, was sorry, just, I was just in Michigan. I was just at a pool hall. I was at the bar when my daughter and my son-in-law was over there playing pool in the tournament. And I tried to strike up a conversation with the owner of the bar about Bud Light. He, <laughs> he stopped me right there and said, you know what? I don't care what they put on that can. Did the taste of the beer change? I said no. He said, "Well, I don't care." He said something worse than that. He, I can't say it on radio. He said, "I don't care." Yeah, so, so, so basically, I don't want to talk about the issues. I don't care about them pushing a transgendered man or whatever. I like the taste of this beer. And you know, every time I went to the store, huh? the, the the abundance of every store I went to when I went to go get a twelve pack, Bud Light, Bud Light. Bud Light was everywhere. They had a little corner for Corona, a little corner for Modelo, a little corner for Heineken. Right. But the rest of the freezer was Bud this, Bush that. Nobody's well, buying well, it. Well, somebody, because <laughs> I'm telling you, they lost billions yeah. of dollars in revenue. But well, they Dan, don't want to talk about it. Well, right. Dan, them had, Dan them had the air parent on, was it today or, I mean, yesterday or Thursday, uh, Daddy? The uh, Anheuser-Busch guy, wasn't oh, he? Oh, trying to get show? him to buy it. No, he was selling. actually... He was on the show. Yeah, he was on the show. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. heard it. Yeah, the heir apparent to, to, mm-hmm. to Anheuser Busch. He was on the show. He's trying to clean it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I thought Bush was on, owned by a foreign entity now. Somebody Anheuser in, in in Brazil, and he's saying they need to sell it back to the Bush family. Oh, so they could try to. You know, all I know is the average American doesn't want to talk about the issues that we talk about. They just want to live their lives peacefully. I'm just worried about you drinking all this beer. So, <laughs> but 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 the bottom but the bottom line is that's why I say the majority of this country's stupid mm. because they don't want to talk about it. They just don't want to talk about it. We'll be back with more black and white with John Anthony right after this break. We now return to black and white on AM five sixty. The answer here's John Anthony. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker and the bishop of truth. You know what's funny? I um, We were driving in the car. Uh, I believe I was taking my 
I was going to pick up Kylie from volleyball practice, and the promo for my show came on, mm. and my two twins were like, "Daddy, that's you." <laughs> <laughs> it was that was just so heartwarming for me. Right. Daddy, that's you. Um, we were talking about um, President Trump mm-hmm. and these indictments. Uh, clear collusion between all parties involved without having to meet. Mm-hmm. As I said earlier, stated earlier, Democrats already go in knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at who Trump picked. That's why I say, man, man, he, he if when when he wins, he's gotta come from left field in his picks. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be people he trusts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I just I just believe that because I think a lot of these people look look what um, mm-hmm. Bill Barr. Mm-hmm. Look what um, what was his name, Jeff Sessions, and all these people. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But then you look at the, the but Joe Biden and Mayorkas and Garland. These are loyal soldiers. Right, yeah, rock solid. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. You know what? Uh, that's what I love about what the the state senator in Georgia did. He's um, what did he file an article of impeachment for Fannie? Because Georgia just made that new law mm-hmm. where the governor can get rid of um, prosecutors. Basically, mm-hmm. I, I don't think Kemp is going to do it. But, but this is the game. They want to play the game. Mm-hmm. Go after these people. I'm sorry. Because what they're doing is unconscionable. Yes. Because right now you're, you're, you're campaigning. You're politicking against this guy using the justice system to do it. They are afraid that they won't be able to steal another election. And so basically what they're trying to do, they know they can't convict them. Yeah. You know, and they know even if they did get a conviction, it's going to be overturned. Right. That's not that's not the goal. The goal is just to weaken him, distract, yeah. marginalize him so they would have a chance to beat him. Now you've got these two Republican supposed yeah. constitutional scholars who are coming out and saying that he's ineligible to run because of the 14th Amendment, because he's guilty of an insurrection. He wasn't charged. They, with they didn't charge him with that. Though. And, and, and he hasn't been convicted charge, of it. But, but they didn't even charge it. It's but, not even in the docket. But this guy, Lawrence Tribe, says that it's, uh, you know, there's no action necessary. The fourth yeah. or 14th Amendment just kicks oh, it God, in. Oh, God, now you don't have to do your action. You just can think it. Just, that's absolutely. That's stupid. Right. That's stupidity. Right. But see, that's what they're but, doing. Well, this, people are stupid enough to believe even yeah, because everybody believes well, that right. is weak. That he called those people to say, "Go attack the Capitol." Yeah. but yeah. you know what? This lady is about to mugshot him. She said, "We, she will get in Georgia. She will get his mugshot." You know, so, <clears throat> but he's gonna be convicted on one of these charges, and because he's got like ninety charges against him, and if he gets convicted, I just want to know: Are they gonna put him behind bars for? Any, uh, the Supreme Court's going to step in. It's going to get overturned. You think they're going to step in like Supreme just like Court's that? Step in. Just gonna, like that. It's gonna, he's not going to jail. No. He's not going to jail. But here's the Even thing. Even if it's for a week. I said, did you notice? Because what you were talking about, the ones that they used, the, the, the toughest against him, black. Yeah. Woman. And oh, yeah. Black, Georgia, oh, my God. And Alan Brad. You made me think about it again. Black, black oh, leftist. Oh, wait, wait. Relax. Speaking of that, our friend Courtney calling back from Blue Island. Oh. Basically. Right in line with what we're talking about. Courtney, okay. welcome back to Black and White. <clears throat> hey, how you guys doing? All right. Hey, hey. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. I was just calling. Yeah, I was calling because I was watching Jason Whitlock, Fearless. Uh-huh. And he had this brother on there named Rice White. And basically what they were talking about is how the Democrat Party is using black women to go not only against Donald Trump, but to also go against brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And right. I mean, and he had he had some very valid points. And Verlon, I want to thank you for channeling Kevin Samuels. 
because it's, it's, it's all lined up. Thank you, brother. The government, the government is setting us against each other because how is they going to win? They know that black women are emotional voters. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They leaving us alone because the brothers are getting the wind of it because even my own son, he was telling all of his friends, they better vote for Trump. This is back That's in 2020. Yeah. That's right. Which, which shocked me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but, but black women, they cannot stand Donald Trump. Yeah. And the Democrats are using that to their advantage. That's why you got them three. What's her name? Lucretia Jenkins or whatever her name uh, is. Which yeah. one? The attorney. From, from uh, one George. in New York. Oh, George. Oh, oh New York. Yeah. Oh, oh, Letitia yeah. Wright. Letitia, yeah. Yeah. Well, Lucretia White, whatever. Yeah. She, uh, I mean, she's actually like, what, did, what, we, what we got to fight against? But she campaigned. That was her campaign. Right. That was her campaign. Right. Right. Hey, hey, but Courtney, let me and I'll get Trump. Wait, Courtney, to, to, to prove your point, that's why in the 2020 election, 17% of black men voted for Trump. That's only right. 6% of black women. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My aunt, she's 78 years old and can't stand Trump. Oh, my God. Why. I asked her why. Wow. She couldn't come up with a reason why. But wow. she just knew she didn't like Trump. Yeah. So... It's hey. crazy to me, but hey. It's emotional control. That's <laughs> what emotional you said, control. Bishop. Yes. Yes. They tell you what to think. They tell you what to and think. And you do it. Tell yeah. you how to feel about it. Make, make it. And Courtney, Courtney, were you able to get off work for the yeah. boat cruise? No, they won't let me. Uh... I, I really, now, you know what? I really want to be there because there's so much you guys talk about that, that, that like, gets me going. <laughs> I appreciate you know, it. <laughs> Well, Courtney, I appreciate you listening. We got to go to break. I appreciate you listening. Thanks so much for calling in. And uh, hopefully one day we'll get to meet you at an AM 560 event. How about that? Most definitely. All right. Definitely. Thanks, Courtney. Val, hold the line. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and the bishop of truth. Uh, I think George made a very important point, the emotional intelligence of people uh, as it relates to being stupid or not. I think I think, I think think that's skipping that. Um, I don't think I don't think there's no rationality. You can't ration. You can't. You can't be rational mm-hmm. without emotional intelligence. Absolutely. And so that's what I was trying. To point I was trying to make earlier. Right. You know, you even see it in our school system. It yeah. used to be a time that you would get the information, and you and you'd apply the logic to it. Yeah. And yeah. then that would affect how you talked about. We're skipping the logic. Yeah. And we're going right to the emotion. True. And they're being taught that even in schools. You yeah. know, this whole idea about don't look at it logically. Right. But what's the emotional? Logic enforces the patriarchy. No. So once again, so then that's whether you're easily manipulated because they're not manipulating you by facts; it's by emotion. Right. Val, what's up, brother? What what did we say to 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 spark you? (laughs) Val Ojeda, you there? How's it it going, John? I'm doing good, brother. What 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 did we say to spark you? (laughs) Well, there's a lot of things, but. (laughs) <laughs> what's happening with how many candidates you got running this cycle uh believe it or not this early in the year and we're not even in november till 
24, 36 candidates are running. Damn. Do you believe that? How many? 36. 36 candidates. And those are all state reps and senators and, and Congress? Well, five, United, five United States Congress. I've got 19 Illinois state, uh, uh, what is it, Senate and House races and other races for mayors or whatever it may be. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, probably by, you know, February, about 50, 60. It's just uh, things are blowing up. It's just uh, people want to run. It's yeah. just, uh, you know, they saw what happened in 22. And it's just, uh, you know, we've been having initiatives, pushing candidates to uh, run. And, you know, uh, people just got fed up. They're like, hey, you know, the hell with it. We're going to run. And uh, they were looking for somebody who could get them there to the finish line. And that's uh, Val Hayden. Wow. Now, um I, I'm I'm glad you took that post down. I I'm really glad because I no, think what, what, what post? What the post, post? The, the 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 three o'clock in the morning post. <laughs> I'm so glad you took it down. And here's the reason why: you have been okay. preaching. You All have right. been preaching to me to be a uniter, and I know that's who you are. I know how much of a fighter, and I tell I will tell, and I I've, I will tell anybody: you want somebody like a Val Ojeda in your corner fighting in the trenches because. Um, not only will he th- will he throw himself on you should the attack comes, mm. he'll get back up, resurrect himself, get back up, and continue to fight. So you know I believe that about you, and I'm so glad that you were willing to take that down, take the high road, because um, what both groups are doing is trying to win. And you've that's something you've been preaching to me um, for the, what, last how, how many years, Val? Uh, seven years, brother. Yeah. So I'm really, you know, I really appreciate you know, just, that. You know, just, uh, just this April when you came to me, when you weren't, you were under attack. Yeah. And, uh, we had a discussion and, you know, you called me hurt. Yeah. And I'm your brother. You I, know that I'm your I brother. Do. I love you. Yeah. And, uh, I'm like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to take care of this. Yep. And you know how to take care of things. I do. You know, I'm from the, I'm from the streets, yeah. you know? Yeah. And sometimes we do street things. Right, but we had to do it diplomatically. Right, and I have the power of the pen, and so that's what I did. And I wrote that beautiful story, the the story of redemption. That's right for John Anthony. And and the thing is, is uh, when I put that story out and we laid it out, whatever it was. Uh, what, what you're saying? That what was the Black Eagle uh, rises? Black Eagle rises. That's right. And that's what it was. Yeah. It's just it's a story, two story redemption. We're both cops, That's right. we're both police officers, That's right. you know, and we saw the evil in this world. Yeah, and face to face. How many police? How many police officers in you know Chicago police? You know, right now they're the standard for uh, America for having the most suicides in the nation. Yeah, you know, and by right we shouldn't be here for the things we saw. Right, and. Look at everything you went through. Yeah, and and you right now. I'm talking to you in the radio. Yeah. And hey, and by the way, I want to say say hi to, uh, to the guys with you. Yeah. And uh, and but uh, but right now it's a perfect example of how this is a redemption. Mm-hmm. And right now, believe it or not, you're the leader of the party. Yeah. Oh. You know, everybody has their eyes on you, John. Yeah. You know, they hear your voice. They hear your leadership. And they're going to see you right there in that yacht, right there in Lake Michigan. Yeah. But I tell you what, it's just right now we're moving forward. Yeah. And 
in a case where, you know, what, you know, did I make mis- mistake with that post? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I talked to Tom DeVore for what, two hours? Yeah. Smart and guy, too. We, we had a discussion and now we're going to have a sit down, whatever. I love be. it. But, you know, I was at the state fair and I don't know, a thousand people. And everybody was sudden good, good hopes. Everybody's happy. We're moving forward. You know, uh, I was supposed to be at Tracy's uh, fundraiser the night before. Right. And somebody told me, I think there was a video on it where he did a black foot uh, yeah. and said, hey, we're going yeah. to turn Illinois red in 24. And, and, Porter, and Porter did a cannonball. No, I, oh, no kidding. Yeah. I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. Porter did a, uh, a, a cannonball. <laughs> but you know, and the thing is, it's like uh, from like I was the first one since Tracy became uh, chairman. I came after him, the first one before even yeah. Illinois Review or anybody else. Yeah, and I, I came after him hard. You know, you you saw my post. I did. I did. You know, just I did. Before I and I called you that I'm night. Inter- <laughs> I called you that night. Yeah, I did. I'm the editor in chief of the Illinois Republican. We started it yeah. in November, you know, with Jeff Leidner, yeah. you know, and that was actually his idea, not mine. Yeah. He said, Hey, you know how to write and write. And so, but, uh, with the publication, it's just, you know, sometimes I may, you know, have to bite, but just like you spank a child, you have to let them know afterwards, this is why I did it. And then you have to do a plan so it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Hey, hey, Val, Val, we got to go to break. Um, but here's one thing I want to do. If somebody wants to get in contact with you who wants to run for office, let's do it. And then I also, I want you to do something on the Bishop of Truth. He's got this event coming up. Uh, you want to quickly tell him real quick? Absolutely. It's the uh, Problem Solvers Coalition Conference on the Family, uh, Rebuilding the Foundation of Faith and Family, September 21st through 23rd. Website is www.settingthingsright.org. Where all the information yeah. is going to I be. love you do it right up on him. I'll, 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 I'll give you guys each other's phone number. But where can people find you, Val? They can call me at 708-437-1728. Or they could email me at IPSAdvisor at Outlook.com. But let me say this. Real quick. I said, Real quick, okay? I'm a Marine. When I swore an oath, it was a support to defend the Constitution of the United States, okay? Yes. Yeah. And that's for the Bill of Rights, and, and that's for the First Amendment. In a case where people have disagreements within the Republican Party, yeah. they could choose who they're going to support. But after all, we're Republicans. We have to be a family brother. My man. Val Ojedo. Tito! I love you, brother. I love you too, brother. All right. take. Hey, go get those boat tickets now. I'm gonna get. Hey, I got a bunch of candidates. We're gonna be there, brother. No, hey, we're gonna be there, brother. Hey, I'll believe that when I see the names on the list. How about that? <laughs> hey, we're, I'm, I'm, we're gonna be there, brother. All I'll right, see brother. you soon. Okay. All right. Take care, man. Val Ojeda. We'll be right back. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey. Black and right continues on AM five sixty. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Let's go straight to the phone lines. Mark, I only got 45 seconds for you. Go. Hey, it's Mark Weirmore, man on the street, 45 seconds. I'm supporting Trump. 
2024. Yes. If you want to see me this week, I'll be at the debate party out at Chicago Prime on Wednesday night, although I'll probably be listening to Tucker on the side. I'll be on the boat cruise if you want to meet me, and I'll be wearing my T-shirt from blackandrightradio.com. That's my whole report, Mark Barmore, man on the street. My man. Thanks so much, Mark. Peace out. <laughs> Bishop? Yes, sir. Uh, once again, talk about what you're doing got coming up. Yes, a conference on the family. We need to rebuild our family. We're losing our family. We're losing our society. Uh, September 21st through 23rd at the Hilton, Oakland, Chicago, www.settingthingsright.org is where you can find out about it. We need 300 people yeah, who are willing to come together and work and I, solve these problems. I see you got me speaking early, though. I, I, well, I got you What's sp- with that? You're the host. You're- I know that, but I'm I'm like, man, that's early. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> but now you're all over the place. Yeah. It's John Anthony. <laughs> but really, we, we want people to come together. This is a working conference. We want to leave there. It's the start of what we call Redeeming the Promise of Chicago. Yeah. Because Chicago has been written off. People are saying it's no good. Hmm. But we believe there's a redeemable promise. I here. agree. How we much are the tickets? To, I'm with you. The tickets are $165 for three days. It's three days. Starts oh. on Thursday night. All day That's on cheap. Friday. And, and it's three meals. It's, you know, three meals yeah. involved. In, you know, what well, actually day? four. Yeah. What so, if somebody can only st- come for one day? How then a la carte. You can buy $50 if you want to come, yeah. you know, hear Bishop E.W. Jackson speak. Or, or if, yeah, I'll, really, really quickly, listen to the people who will be speaking. Uh, E.W. Jackson, Jeannie Ives is going to be there. Uh, Jonathan Alexander, uh, Alveda King. Uh, boy, there's a, it's a bunch of them. Um, nice. That's all right. You <laughs> Bunch of right, that's right. Baker, thanks so much for coming. You got in. it, brother. Bishop, Hoff Daddy. Guys, the Rumble crowd is growing. Don't forget to go out and get your boat tickets. Go get to the merch. Fight on uh, 560com slash cruise, blackandrightradio.com. Guys, please get out there. I want to see you on this boat. Bishop, you better get it. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.